0: Welcome back to Judging Book Covers Podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast, where we are going through our, ni- our 2019 book challenge list. I am apparently having a case of the Fridays. <laughs> uh, I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How you doing?
1: I am not well, but we can get to that when we talk <laughs> about the books that I read for this week that weren't for the podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You had a, we both had, a, well, you had a week in books. Yeah. I only had one. I mean, we both kind
1: of did because there, we yeah. had many a Facebook messenger, messages going back and forth to each other of just like screaming yeah. about the this book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. For the first time ever, we, uh, not the first time ever, but the first time in a while, we were actually reading this book at the same time and kind of like just having to scream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun episode. <laughs> a lot of screaming. Yeah. How are you? Uh- <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I have started my um, fall snacking. Mm-hmm. I've had my pumpkin spice latte. Yes. Yes. I have got my soft caramels in both caramel apple and pumpkin spice. Mm. And I even dared to try the zombie Skittles. Have you heard of these?
1: Not at all. What are those? <laughs> okay.
0: So it is a, it's a gray bag. I got a picture of that I will put up. Uh, and it says zombie Skittles. Okay. And they look like regular Skittles, red ones, green ones, yellow ones, blue ones, orange ones. I was like, I know there's another color. And they tell you on the back and they've got all these like spookified names, bloody chair, I don't know, whatever. But there's also a rotting zombie flavor that is not its own color. You are taking your challenge every time you eat a Skittle. Oh, my God. Think the every flavor jelly. Yeah. Yeah. Birdies? Birdie bots. Yes. Excellent memory. Oh, my God so i was like okay cool first i thought the zombie one would be its own color and i was like okay that's fine so i'm like you know talking to a few friends and i'm like hey i got these i should try these and my friend was like yeah my friend they were doing something opened the bag the first one he ate was a rotting uh rotting zombie flavored he immediately threw <gasps> oh, no! that was like <laughs> what have i done what, have what done have i done <laughs> And so I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna smell the skittles before smart, I eat them. Smart, smart, smart. So I did this. And we got about four in, and I was like, I don't know how that smells like. It's like I don't particularly like orange skittles. Maybe that's so I put it aside. Like orange skittles
1: either, or starbursts. <laughs> Same. I like don't the orange like ones the orange. have to
0: be combined with another one. I will
1: eat them with yellow because I don't really like yellow either. But it's only like a either. step above.
0: <laughs> Chris doesn't get it. <laughs> Um, so I started like smelling them. And eventually, yeah, you can smell them. I didn't actually try one, but the smell was enough to make me go, you know what? I don't want to do this. <gasps> oh
1: my <laughs> so, god. That is intense.
0: <laughs> it is um, an experience.
1: I'm definitely here for all of the fall celebrations, especially the pumpkin spice yes. latte. I have had quite a few since Starbucks brought it back on the 27th of August. Um, I also tried their pumpkin cream cold brew yeah how is that it's pretty good um the first day i went to go get it because a coworker was like it's life-changing and you love pumpkin you have to do it um i went i did the order ahead so when i got there i was like what it's not ready she's like yeah we're out of and i cannot remember what it was but she's like we can do and she did she explained it so she but the bottom line was she's like it's not going to be as sweet but it'll still be pumpkin I was like, "Oh, that's fine. Just do whatever." It was really good, and then I got the real thing. Both were very good. I can I don't know what she did that day to make it.
0: <laughs> no idea.
1: But both I liked it. Although I think I do just prefer my pumpkin spice lattes hot, and that was obviously the cold brew, so it was cold. Yeah. So and my office is freezing, so I'll probably stick with the the hot <laughs> like I did today. I did also buy. It was my turn to go grocery shopping last weekend, so I uh, was the last weekend. Nope, because we were in Maine, so it was the weekend before. We have eaten out a lot this past week for dinner, um, or ordered, and I bought a bag of the Reese's pumpkins, Yeah. and when I got home, Chris was like, these weren't on the list. It's like, yeah, they were on my mental list. I had to, like, they had, like, <laughs> their big Halloween display set up, but I had to walk into it. They weren't, like, on the outside, what? which I was like, get that, get that, put that shit on. That needs to be, like, front and center, because yeah. that's the best exactly. stuff. Like, ugh, oh, it's a good time of year.
0: It is. And also September has been book week. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be celebrating that this year and we'll get to that uh, later. But before we do, you were going to finish the Hunger Games series. Yes. <laughs> How you feeling?
1: <sighs> there were also some yelling messages for me to slash at Megan of like things happening all throughout the books. The the Catching Fire and Jay. the last two books. And uh... Did I start Mocking Jay yesterday? <laughs> I think it was yesterday. Because I finished An American Marriage yes. Wednesday. Yeah. So I am not well. Megan lied to me when she said that this was not Game of Thrones. <laughs> and it is because so many people that I love died.
0: <laughs> Look. <laughs> there are several book series that I've come to know and love that have taught me the loss of characters mm-hmm. that i just adore mm-hmm. and it is 10 years later and i am still not over seneca's
1: death i'm Psst, not nod. so <laughs> obviously spoilers like i was on the train and phoenix death came and i was just sitting there like mouth open. I looked up... I know I looked appalled and had a, like, what the fuck is happening look on my face anyone who looked at me. And was just like... I, I, I just... <laughs> like, I was like, no. 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 <laughs> this is not
0: happening right now. Yeah, that's the... That's the other one. Um, we are, like, super spoily. Prim's death doesn't affect me as much anymore because, like, I... Sobbed about that for a long mm. time and had to come to terms, like from a a uh, literary critique, mm-hmm. that her death makes sense because the entire series yeah. is about Katniss trying to protect her sister, and it's not that she failed to do mm. that; it's just that war has casualties. Yeah. <laughs> but man, am I still not over cynical or Finnick's death? I'm ne- apparently
1: Cynic no. and Finnick, and also I just looked to see who plays Boggs. Oh. My God. Oh yeah, <laughs> I need to watch all these. <laughs> but you these finished movies. it. I did.
0: Okay, so in the book, it's her prep team in District Thirteen. So in the movie, um, Suzanne Collins just loved Elizabeth Banks so much, and was like, "You can't do Mockingjay without Effie Trinket." Uh-huh. So it's Effie instead of her team. Okay, because you don't really get much of her team in the movie. Okay, so I was I'm okay I started okay with that. I think it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's.
1: Because I was reading adds, this like, oh man, so she's not going to be in the last two movies really because bro- I know they broke it in two. So I was like, oh, yes. but I was like, I swear to God she was in the trailers, but it's possible they're all blending together for me because I didn't see any of the movies.
0: Yeah, she I didn't did. want to tell you because it's kind of, I mean, she doesn't show up until like the end of Mockingbird right. and then you're kind of like, yay, you survived right? when all these other people died. And that's
1: why I didn't look <laughs> at IMDb yes. just in case because yeah. I didn't want to like... See, maybe she's gonna pop back up. There's okay, so Natalie Dormer is in this, Jeffrey she, Wright, Jenna oh Malone, god. Mahershala Ali. I oh my god, I need to see all this. Jenna these Malone's
0: movies. portrayal of Joanna is like Gwendolyn I know, Christie. Like Oh my god.
1: Sorry. Wait, who? <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie who is in in Game of Thrones.
0: Oh yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's uh just an amazing cast. Wow. It's kind of incredible to yeah. see. Who they all got and it is i do have to say the plutarch we briefly discussed i still don't know if i find him to be a good guy or a bad guy i don't know <laughs>
1: um mm. but he
0: is it's philip seymour Hoffman's yeah. last role and it's oh but I am Man. excited to hear your thoughts on the movies as you get into yeah,
1: them. Yeah, a co-worker, I told her I was reading this for the first time. She was like, can we have, like, a movie day? She lives in Boston, so I don't know how <laughs> we're going to make this happen. But I was like, yes, because <laughs> she owns all of them. It's... Oh, my God, Finnick. I'm yes, so angry. Sam Cloughin, <laughs>
0: who's just so wonderful. Oh, and then, yeah.
1: so when Prim happened... And it was like, and then the whole question of whose bomb did this? I was like, well, that's it for her and Gail. Either she's with PETA or she's going to die alone because there's, this is, there's, okay. So also, I don't remember this before we read the Hunger Games for the podcast, I said that I could swear I read through like the Wikipedia synopsis and I could swear that whatever I read ended with her with someone who is in a wheelchair. That's not what happened. I don't know where the fuck that came from and what I was reading.
0: <laughs> Beattie ended up in a wheelchair, but. No, but it was like the, our
1: main character. Was it Resurgence? Was that the other? Like. Divergent. Divergence. Divergence. <laughs> <laughs> Except I don't know that I, I don't know. Divergent have no doesn't have
0: someone it. in a wheelchair, but it also has a pretty shocking ending.
1: Okay. So that's not it. Yeah. I have no idea where that came from or how my brain turned yeah. that. Cause like I didn't. I had no idea how it was going to end, except for, obviously, again, once Prim happened and the question of the bombs, I knew that it was not going to be Gale. Felt a little bit bad for him, but whatever. Because I still like, oh, PETA.
0: It is very hard because, like, they did the triangle very well. Mm -hmm. My breaking point for Gale is, after reading this several times... PETA wants her happy no matter what. Mm-hmm. Gail wants her to, I don't want to say be her best, because that's not necessarily what he wants, but he, like, wants to push her farther, and mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. Th- it, there's a lot of just the way he pushes, but it's the conversation that they have when they're hiding in the capital, and she wakes up and hears, and it's like, she's going to end up with the one that she...
1: Can't survive, that she thinks she can't yes. survive without, which... You could, like, she took that to mean, like, calculating. I was like, you could mean that, like, some people say they love someone so much they can't survive without them. Yeah. Like, you could take it that exactly. way. She it's, didn't take it that way, because I guess maybe that's not how exactly. he meant it. But I liked that when Yeah, they, I'm not sure
0: which way he's not how he meant it, but yeah, I... Yeah.
1: I liked their little conversation of just... And, like, I liked... Okay, so eventually we can segue back into what we are really here to talk about <laughs> yes. but it doesn't end with them physically fighting like he gives Peter his his nightlock. like it, it's not it's like I think in the second one he says it Gail says something about how it would be easier if Peter basically was an asshole not in those words but it'd yes. be easier just the whole thing and he's not like and they both realize that neither one that they're both good guys like they're good people yeah. And they can't really hate each other just because they're, like, in love with the same person. I It's,
0: like, the best circle or triangle yeah. or whatever. It's so good.
1: And I, I did like, though, when they're talking about, was it the nut? Like, that big mountain? Yeah. And Gail's just, like, ready to kill everybody. Yeah. And she was not on board where I was just like, I see what Gail is saying. This is fucking war. So...
0: Gail's so black and white and like like when they find her prep team and he's like, Why do you feel bad for them they're from the Capitol? And she's like, Oh, oh, simple boy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I do like that like the conversation is, you know, was whose bombs was it? Mm -hmm. And he going, I don't know, but I don't think you'll ever be able to live without knowing.
1: I will also say I do this thing where if I'm getting to the end of the chapter, my eyes just automatically want to skip to that last just to see. So I had my phone on the book when she's about to shoot President Snow. Oh, yeah. So I like literally lowered my phone line by line and was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> but also yes. get a second arrow. Now kill Snow because they all got, they they got to go.
0: Yes. Well, she just assumed that they would kill her. Yeah. And like she was done. Yeah. But I do agree that. Oh, PETA
1: putting his hand, like, so she couldn't.
0: Oh, PETA.
1: so when he had, I think, I don't know if it was his first or his second, like, television appearance, second television appearance, because the first one looks fine. The way he looked, I was like, yeah. they're doing something, like, mentally to him. I was very concerned. And then, yes. Yeah. And I was hijacking and,
0: and breaking PETA. And he can never be just the happy-go-lucky positive boy ever again. And it's just... And you have to play real or not real. Oh,
1: my God. I do like, too, that at the end, in, like, the epilogue, they've got kids. I cannot believe it. But, like, um, their nightmares never go away. There's moments where PETA has to, like, just, like, sit still and, like, concentrate to stay in the present type of thing. I thought that was very realistic, I would say, for what they fucking have been through. Like...
0: Yeah, the PTSD yeah. and and the fact that
1: why Hamid drinks never
0: got okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hamich probably drank himself to death. Let's be honest. And Ugh. and you briefly find out, like you do, find out about Hamich's game, which like now I can tell you, like all the sequels that I want is basically like mm-hmm. all of those victors and just to hear, you know, especially Finnick and Oh my God, Finnick him. when he went on TV. <sighs> hearing about his relationship with mags and like hers is his, his uh mentor and then going on to just the hell he went through in the Capitol and mm-hmm. finding love and this broken aunt girl annie and it's like i just want to know all of it right
1: but like my what killed me was like i didn't think about the victors after sure Hamish is a drunk but i just assumed it was because of what he went through and ptsd and that's how he's handling it whereas other victors um basically like were pimped out and like forced like i just was not expecting that (laughs) i was like damn you went dark and
0: they they did it because he had someone that they could break right like that's why they couldn't do that to hamish or johanna and and then johanna Johanna. uh, totally blanking on her name now i think
1: that's how i pronounced it in my head
0: and uh and i mean she even states it like they don't have anybody that i could love and it's
1: but now Finnick is gone, and I am angry. <laughs> but at least his kid lives
0: on. What? She was pregnant. Oh. but he's not here. <laughs> I know. I know. Trust me, I know. I'm just. Uh... And Boggs. Every time I read it, oh I love him God. more. Because, like, he's a dad. He's just a dad trying to protect this poor child. Mm-hmm. Because she's only seventeen. That she's
1: seventeen. Like the part where she says how she must seem to him is the seventeen. I was like, oh my god, that's right. You're only fucking seventeen. Like, yes, and you've been through all this and, and... Like, carried
0: her, and she throws oh. up on him. And just... You just sighs. <laughs> like,
1: <sighs> okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he very clearly is not a hundred percent loyal to Coin and it's...
1: <sighs> tells her not to go back and not to trust them. So. Yeah. I, yes, I. So they did not do the final Hunger Games, right? Remember the whole like the vote and
0: oh, the vote. No, okay. they did not. It's weird Sounds how it's like, done, but I think
1: why are you voting? Yes, what is going on? What's up your sleeve? Because
0: she voted yes, I think, to stay in Coin's good graces in order get to that be able arrow, to still arrow. You know, yes,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yep. I like but they- the person that they got to be president, I think, is the best choice. Who did I'm name? totally blanking on her name, but it's the woman from Eight.
1: Oh, I thought you meant the actress, and I was like, from what movie? No, 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 no. No, no, no. no sorry. The yes. character. Yeah. Um, I don't remember her name either. I also forgot Julianne Moore was President Coin. You know who I was picturing the entire time? Glenn Close. Like her character from <gasps> Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh and she's got this like straight white hair yeah. and there's a scene where Effie is just like staring at her and it, you're gonna enjoy it I mean there's a lot of changes and oh boy some of it makes me very angry but
1: no, oh, dear you're, I think you're gonna
0: yeah. enjoy it I'm re-watching Mockingjay I Ugh. watched the first two yeah. now I'm watching Mockingjay and Finnick I can only take so much Finnick pain I
1: am upset but I'm glad that I finally <laughs> read them I told Chris I was like I finished them I want to own them i'm devastated just so you know <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna read them now i don't think so <laughs> i mean i got them from the library so they have to go back anyway but oh, okay i do want to own them so
0: i think spotify i haven't quite figured out how spotify is like audiobooks work yet oh. but i was reading earlier that there's a bunch of like more modern ya okay books going on spotify and hunger games is one of them nice so nice. um oh so good yeah. And so we read a very light oh, and uplifting book. What were to, you like, going to read? You, you were going to read... Oh,
1: um that's right. You spent the first like 25 minutes talking about... <laughs>
0: I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I
1: it's fine.
0: Do an entire another episode. Um, uh, Final Girls. Final Girls by Mira Grants. Uh, it was a novella. It is actually kind of the perfect feel for uh, fall starting to roll in. Uh, I'm not sure how much, many scary books I'm going to get to read this fall season, but... Um, it's about 110 pages and it's essentially about this institution that they put you in these pods and you like can go in to overcome phobias or like if you have relationship issues that you can't overcome in other ways. Like the the case study is um, these two sisters that their parents die and they realize like they can't repair their relationship. So they go in and it's just, like this immersion therapy and they put you in this pods that like go into this dreamlike world where you're basically like in a scary movie. Oh dear. <laughs> and so the girls, so the main characters is this journalist. that's like basically trying to prove that this is bullshit. And the case study that she's like watching in the beginning, these two sisters are like running from like a haunted scarecrow. And it's like these women in their thirties, but in the dream world, they're like kids because you latch onto these emotions and memories more as kids. Mm-hmm. And it's, Apparently supposed to fade into some kind of like dreamlike, but the emotion stays and it's fascinating. <laughs> I'm like reading this and I was like, shit, this is good science. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the ending's weird. Like, I think I'm going to reread the ending a couple of times because I'm not entirely sure what happened. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, it, Mira Grant is the pseudonym for and McGuire. Um, she writes more of her horror stuff under Mira Grant and then it's more of her fantasy and sci-fi. Okay. Under, Sean and McGuire, as well as um, she's currently writing Spider Gwen. So, cool. um, highly recommend basically all of her books. Nice. <laughs> so, um, that was actually like the most uplifting thing I read this week. Mm.
1: You were not uplifted cause... by our, our choice?
0: No. No. <laughs> was I, I think, uplifted I mean...
1: by the Hunger Games? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to find you something light. Oh, I already have um, my
1: something light picked out. <laughs>
0: okay. Good. Um... So our challenge for this week was a book that won an award during the 20 or in the 2018 season. And we went with an American marriage by, uh, Tayari Jones. And this book won the women's prize for fiction, which is an award that I believe has been going on since the mid nineties, um, for full length novels written in English and published in the UK in the preceding year. So, um,
1: And you had not read the book summary book jacket before we started. (laughs) So
0: to be fair, our process for picking this book, we went, we started kind of just Googling around. And I think both kind of stumbled onto Obama's reading list or I don't know exactly. But basically went, all right, did any of these win an award? And I think this was the first one that we were like, okay, sure. Why not? I read the
1: blurb. Like, I read the blurb either on Amazon or on Goodreads. I I saw, like...
0: Nope. I just went, Obama (laughs) liked it. It won an award. The woman's from Atlanta. I'm sold.
1: I can't even remember at what point it was where I said that. And you were like, yeah, I didn't read it. I was
0: like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's when he goes to jail. And you were like, you didn't know he was going to jail. (laughs) It's very, like... (laughs) It's,
1: oh, I think it was, was, yeah.
0: I went around for like a day around and anybody that talked to me, I was like, Obama needs to read less intense books. (laughs) This book is too intense. (laughs) (laughs) So really quick for Tayari Jones. She is from Atlanta. And I have got to start embracing and reading more Southern American literature because it's really beautiful. And but I don't think I'm going to read any more of hers like in the upcoming few weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe though so I'm very excited to read more of her stuff.
1: Yes, absolutely. This is one of my favorite books that we. It's as much as I was screaming and like wanting to punch some characters more than others, but quite a few <laughs> in the face. I this book was so good, <laughs> so well written. Just you can hear the different the, because the chapters are told from different perspectives and there's a big chunk that's the letters between the, the married couple and you can definitely hear their voices. It doesn't feel forced. Once you start the chapter, if you see Andre, like whatever, see his name, like you can (laughs) feel his voice. (laughs) Roy. Oh God. Fucking. I have some feelings.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a very easily digestible, like, like, for instance, a thousand years of solitude, 100 year, hundred years of solitude oh God, is not <sighs> easily <laughs> digestible because, like, that's just dense. This is dense in like
1: emotions.
0: <laughs> yes. It's like more of a character driven story than like plot almost because the plot's fairly simple. Yeah. Well, well, quote, yeah. I mean, if it's you straightforward. Tear it down to its bones. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you're right, like, this, it actually didn't hit me. I don't particularly love stories that are told from multiple points of view, because I think it is really hard to disassociate and make your character sound super different, Mm -hmm. and it just hit me that this is told from multiple points of view. (laughs) Like, I knew it, but it's done so well. Yeah. Um.
1: And I like the setup where the first few chapters are between Roy and Celestial, and then it jumps into the, because he is convicted of a crime he didn't commit and then after a few chapters well after he's convicted it's just their letters to each other over the course of five years not all of them but letters to each other over the course of five years while he's incarcerated and then we jump back out into other people's points of view or the chapters from the different points of view although the very first one is Andre. It's not either one of them. <laughs> and then it's, yeah. so it goes back and forth between Andre, Roy, and Celestial after those letters. But I liked that little segment of the letters. I think most of my notes are from the letters.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great, like, to kind of make two kind of movie comments. This book is kind of, The Nightingale is out right now. I don't know if you've, Mm-mm. anything about it. It's by the uh, director that did the, uh, oh, hell, the, the horror gay icon now. What is? Baba Duke. Yes, which I have not seen that movie either. Anyways, (laughs) everything I've heard about Nightingale is like, it is a fan, like, well done movie. It's really, really great, but I'm never watching it again. Okay. And I had almost the same vibe from this book where I'm like, you should read it. Mm -hmm. It's so good. You're going to feel all these different emotions. I don't think I can ever read this book. (laughs) But it also felt like a movie, like the the letters are almost like this time-passing montage mm-hmm. that you could almost see them in the calendar spinning out. And that first moment of, like, time has passed. Yeah. And it's not going to be every single letter.
1: And this is – it definitely put me in the, like, what would I do if I were <laughs> Celestial in this position? Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, if my husband's like, Roy, nah, I'm not – I'm not – no. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. If it's my husband now – then maybe I'll try, but... (laughs) But
0: if Chris Evans comes knocking, I'm sorry.
1: I mean, that's whether or not Chris is incarcerated. (laughs) This Chris is incarcerated or not. Chris Evans comes a-calling, I am (laughs) a-going.
0: Yeah, that's... I didn't read any articles to get... I wanted to just kind of do this, like, our own thoughts and feelings and not get, like, any kind of... This is what she intended to do, because... Mm -hmm. I don't, <laughs> I'm so afraid, took the intention wrong because, man, I did not like any of our main characters.
1: I did see that in one of the Goodreads reviews that someone else did the same thing, that they didn't like any of the characters. And that's part of why they gave it a lower, like, maybe three stars instead of, like, higher. Oh, no. I, if I had to rank the three of them, Roy is like, I fucking hate Roy. I hate okay. Roy so much. And then I I don't really I don't know who comes next Andre or Celestial
0: I like Celestial the most of the three I think
1: so too but there are times I just wanted to smack her
0: oh very much so because I think Andre has a like especially towards the end where Rory's like I just want to hear this or tell me this or say this and he's like no this is just between the two of us it has not been between the two of you ever mm-hmm. or since the moment he went to jail or since the moment they got married and you never said your piece. You don't get to claim you've been in love with someone for your entire life.
1: All this time. Like, forever.
0: (sighs) So angry. But the best characters are the side characters. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's a weird thing because... I guess, so... I I can't remember if they did say... I think Roy was born in, like, 1969. um, And basically, these three would be roughly my parents' age. Maybe a little bit younger. And Hmm. so it's like... I, like... I don't know. It's weird to be like I don't connect with the generation that the book's about, and it's connecting with essentially the older generation. Yeah, That's a weird vibe.
1: Sylvia yeah. and Big Roy,
0: <laughs>
1: and then I did love so, Carlos at one point for giving Andre yes. a good dose of reality.
0: Yes, it's like the older generation has accepted that they have their faults, but this is who they are. Yeah, this is yeah, and and you can take their advice or not. Yeah, so. <sighs> All right. So we've got Roy and Celeste. They, at the start of the book, are headed to Louisiana to visit Roy's parents. Mm -hmm. He's a textbook sales rep, Mm -hmm. and she makes custom baby dolls. And by custom baby dolls, I mean, like, these things are going for, like, tens of thousands of dollars.
1: Like, she has one for the mayor. Um, Yes. I feel like, almost right off the bat, I was like, ah, Roy, I don't know if I'm going to like you. And... I don't know if it was so much him or I also really didn't like, I don't like the trope of like overbearing oh, mother-in-law like and the daughter-in-law, not getting along. I hate that so much because yes. you always have to put women against each other because they both apparently cherish this man. I whatever. <laughs> so, but there's clearly that tension between mm-hmm. all of his mom and Celestial and I really didn't like that. And I don't know if that's why I was like, I don't like Roy. <laughs> I don't
0: know how I make no, that. He, he definitely was making comments from the beginning that I was like, the first few I was like, okay, you're funny. And then I was like, so you cheat on your wife, right? Okay. Like that's what's going on yes. here. Yeah.
1: I think the first warning sign was the tension. And then I was like, what are you doing to help prepare this? Because that's kind of your job? Or yeah, if like your mom or parents are crazy and you chose to marry someone that's whose side you need to be on unless they're wrong which whatever but i just (laughs) (laughs) like but yeah his the comments about the or not the comments about the cheating but when we get to that of how like um there's so
0: it's just after their first anniversary yeah and even their first anniversary was enough right because their first anniversary was he pulls that was out the a card. He pulls out his wallet to show her that he carries her picture all the time, and out falls his business card. And on the back's got another woman's number. His
1: business card, like that. Yep. His. Yep. So you gave this to someone. They wrote their number on it, and you took it back. It's not like you could even say, "Oh, she like slipped it in my pocket because." And then why'd you keep oh, it no, as the store? He sorry. does try that. It's your motherfucking business card.
0: Yep. I forgave it because I no. was like. <laughs> I forgave it from the same point I was like weirder shit has happened, I guess.
1: No, nah, I mean But he, it was a weird vibe. He said that he just likes to flirt and kinda knows that he still has it and I was like, Okay, I can see that. May or may not have like done that. Just like Yeah. Maybe. But I never took anyone else's like no that's like another step. You the like, fact
0: that he kept the number that
1: you took it and then kept it i think are yeah. two more steps i count them both as like two more steps like why i mean why why because you're trash because <laughs> <laughs> then later we find out that she find, finds a receipt for not just the piece of lingerie that he bought her but for a second one so where the fuck did that go
0: yeah, it's never said where it went. It's never all he said is, essentially, baby, you know that at the end of the day, you're the only woman that I love. And man, especially like, after the relationship that I got out of, like, I cannot explain how much my skin crawled mm-hmm. and my anxiety rose. And I was like, no, gaslighting. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Like, I'm coming oh. home to you. So the fuck what? Yes. <laughs> It's like, um, did you ever see the movie Enough with J Lo?
1: I, yep,
0: yeah, the where she's marries the rich yep. guy, and so yep. glad when she yeah. fucking kills him. <laughs> god such a great movie i think it's like 2002 it's like very underrated mm-hmm. such a guy. i watched this within like movie. the last
1: year because i remember watching it in this apartment
0: <laughs> on TV. like i used to own it and i need to find my copy of it like my sister and i for whatever reason just love this movie but that's the guy for whatever reason i was like every time mm-hmm. i'm like that is who i'm picturing because it's the same vibe where it's like i make all the money he doesn't by the way no. I get to do what I want to do. And it's not that simple. Like, Rory's trash. Don't get me real. <laughs> real. But it's kind of, pro- it's more portrayed as like, Rory is this guy from this poor town in Louisiana who has worked his entire life to get to this point And he is just constantly trying to prove how much better he is. And it's kind of feeding into that mentality. Yeah, It's
1: like when we get to see how they meet back up after college and he didn't want to take the train I was just like you bougie like I can't with you yeah. like you just like no you're, you're too good to take the train and also nobody
0: is too good to take the train in New York I'm sorry like it's never quicker to take a fucking car I'm not gonna be able to
1: find it but when he meets back up with her and she says she's in grad school, he hopes that she's not getting her PhD, MBA, or law degree. Not because he can't handle someone like pursuing more education, but it's because he doesn't want to have to explain his excuse. He doesn't want to have to explain why he stopped with his bachelor's. No, you are the type of man who can't. St- You're the one from like the sitcoms where when the man freaks out because the wife is making more money than him. That's yep. you. And she, she can't be smarter than yep. you. She can't make more money than you. I. I wanted to murder this man several times
0: and his like fixation on having kids. Like that is the next step in like the perfect life. Mm -hmm. And we got to have kids. And like, she's hesitant about having kids and like, but why aren't we on our way to having kids? We've only been married for a year and a fucking half. I know. I was like, good God, calm down. And she's fucking hesitant. We find out because she's had an abortion already. Mm -hmm. And also, like, had this, like, traumatic experience. Ah, oh, the way this is layered. Yeah.
1: So great. Because the things that we have talked about, some of these things we don't find <laughs> out for, like, hundreds of pages.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. The story is done in flashbacks almost or, like, memories mm-hmm. more than, like, nonlinear. But the linear story is Rory and Celestial go to visit his parents... They s- decide to stay at a Motel 6 so that he can have this, like, no, very serious the talk with Piney her. Woods
1: Inn. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs>
1: Which, of course, uh, his mom is not happy about.
0: Yeah, because, why? I mean.
1: <sighs> I also was like, why wouldn't you tell them ahead of time? But that was me.
0: That's the thing. You tell them ahead of time. Roy but tells also, them ahead of time. Yeah. to be clear. The, of, like... God bless. I am as introverted as my mother. (laughs) And like she's coming to visit me in a couple of weeks. She's not staying with me because I've got room with her Mm -hmm. for her and everything. But like we both need our space. (laughs) So
1: understandable.
0: Yeah, also, I live a messier lifestyle than she likes. So that just, <laughs> you know, your boundaries, you know, your limits. But exactly. Like, it's that kind of, you know, it's always made us anxious to stay, you know, at in laws or things like that. And so I get that desire of like, you want to have your own space. Mm-hmm. Where you can let your hair down and just, like, not feel like your mother or your mother-in-law is going to walk in any second.
1: Especially if your mother-in-law doesn't like you. (laughs) Yes. Chris and I stay at his parents' house whenever we go up. It's fine. I've gone there by myself and stayed. Um, But I get along with both of my (laughs) in-laws. Like, (laughs) no, I don't want to stay there if that's how they're going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then also we have a, a problem because, husband, why are you not trying to, like, work this out?
0: I mean, his dad is. Yeah. Like his dad keeps making comments and, and the big surprising reveal that he wants to tell his wife. So it's, it's told in the fashion of like this hotel or this motel is where his mother was working Mm -hmm. at 16. She was pregnant with him and she goes into labor and she refused to have the baby in this motel. So, you know, he's explained all this and I'm like, cool. Like, what's the big kicker here? Like, Like, I guess the sentimental.
1: You're almost born here. Yeah. Like, cool. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah and celestial asks the question that we're probably all kind of thinking what you know where was your dad or where was big Roy?" and we find out that big Roy is not his biological dad
1: and he they've been married for a year and a half yes i don't remember how Do, long they dated
0: before they got married i was about to ask that but i think at the most it's been like three or four years how how the Cause fuck have like you not told your wife this yeah, I feel like by the time that the Dear John letter comes, was like longer, he'd been in jail longer than, than they've been like together. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it's like, I get it from like, I get why he's hesitant to tell her and like, because, you know, his DNA or it's his ancestry. I mean, I get kind of that, but you don't hold on to that for a year and a half. Right. To then do it in this big dramatic way.
1: Right. And her thing is it's simply that I don't care like really the content of what you're telling me. That doesn't bother me. It's the fact that you have not told me this we've been married for a year and a half. And then however long they were together before that, like that never yeah. came up. And then of course he gets defensive and he's like, this has nothing to do with you. Then why the fuck are you telling her now? Like, yeah. Okay. Roy. Okay. Like, like, is this the
0: first time you've brought her home to meet your parents? Because that's a problem. If it's true,
1: it's not. But when we find when later we get we get to see that letter that he finds from his mom where they're already engaged and her and Big Roy have not met her yet. Like he has not brought her home.
0: Why? Like, by the end of it, I completely understood why Olive was I don't think she hated Celeste. I think she just was super hesitant about the entire situation. And like, it makes sense. Who yeah. gets engaged without having, you know, meet your potential right. in laws?
1: Like I don't that's why I've never really understood movies where it's like, come meet my fiance. How the fuck haven't you not met by now? Yeah. Like I I Like the one set in modern like more modern times. Like you could easily take a weekend, take a trip. Someone yeah. take a trip if you live far away. Like and that does not make sense to me. Um but yeah, when like that just keeping things I was just I was definitely on celestial side about that fight oh agreed. because why would you not and she says she feels like he's trying to sabotage their relationship it's this it's the phone numbers on your card and you don't wear your ring all the time and i was like okay that's a problem that is a big yeah. problem like why what <laughs>
0: <laughs> the big vibe here is that their relationship is quote-unquote passionate where it's like, you know, you have the big fights, and then you have the big makeup, and then the big fight, and the big makeup. But those don't last.
1: And the those... safe word for the fighting. Uh,
0: yes, which, honestly, I do really like that idea.
1: but They seem to use it all the time. November 17th. Yeah. November 17th? Yeah. It's my yes. little brother's birthday. My grandmother and my mom's side's birthday. <laughs> um, it's the anniversary of their first date. They'll call it out, and the rule is they have to take a 15-minute break because it's just... Just you have to they're taking a fifteen minute break because
0: you don't you're too close to saying something right. that you were going to regret. Right.
1: Which I like the idea, yeah. but they seem to need it a lot to have yes. had to. I don't just the vibes I get from them is like you've you've used. Oh yeah, this he a immediately
0: lot. it was like I think only the fifteen minutes is going to be enough, and like immediately they both started doing this, and it's like okay, you have a set pattern. That's the right. problem.
1: She calls Andre. Yeah. And then he goes out and badness.
0: Is it really bad? Okay, so again, I didn't read the blurb. So i was sitting there and I was like, yeah, Andre, God, it's so good. My best friend is a guy. Mm -hmm. He's also gay. So it's like, at no point is this ever going to be a factor of like, hey, I was secretly in love with you. Mm -hmm. Also, we would kill each other. (laughs) Anytime I think of like us dating, it's like, no, that's so I was like, Cool. I totally am uh, blinking on words, but like guys and girls being friends. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, great, cool. No, and then the moment (laughs) we find out he's like been in love with her, and I was like, even every even before that moment when Andre admits that, the vibe leading up to it, like how much she's leaning on him and everything, I was like, this is making me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, (sighs) so yeah,
1: and so the blurb. the first little paragraph on the book jacket talks about them together life ripped apart when he is arrested and sentenced to 12 years in prison for a crime that she knows he didn't commit uh blah blah blah. she finds herself unmoored taking comfort in andre her childhood friend and roy's best man at her wedding Mm, that should be their wedding but whatever as Roy's time in prison passes, she's unable to hold on to the love that has been her center. And then after five years, his conviction is suddenly overturned and he returns to Atlanta. She's faced with a soul wrenching decision. And I, so I read that and was like, I knew that there was like another love triangle, or, you know, from like, not Hunger Games, but like another love triangle. <laughs> but my theory was like, I don't know why I, I was, I don't know. I kind of assumed like, Maybe because it's phrased, take comfort in. And I was like, well, maybe for her, it's just like a night they have sex, like, and he's like in love with her. But for her, it's just physical. But it's not. There's more to it for her, even from the beginning.
0: Yeah. Yet
1: I still question how she feels about Andre.
0: Yeah. So they take this 15 minute fight. Roy leaves the room. He's going to go get more ice. He ends up helping this woman who has torn her rotator cuff. Mm -hmm. So he helps her get her ice, um, open her door for her while he's in there or while he's there. She asks him to, I think, fix the window Mm -hmm. really quick. And he looks at his watch and realizes that like the time's not entirely, like it's not close to being 15 minutes. So he messes around with the sink a little bit and then warns her like, Hey, your door, something's loose. Like just be careful. Essentially. yeah, And
1: she says she'll, call the front desk or something like that.
0: Yeah. And then he goes back to the room and they both kind of calm down. Yeah. And, and
1: But Celestial does yeah. tell him at that this point that, like, he knew that her mom was his her dad's second wife. Yes. But then she says he was actually married to the first when they originally got together. So she had, like, a little secret there, too.
0: To me, it's not as big yeah. as... No.
1: The man I've introduced you to as my father is not actually my biological
0: father. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, either don't ever tell her. It, he also has known this, like, his entire life. It's not something that, like, he found out at some point. Yeah. It's just so weird. Like, why keep that?
1: So was just like, do you not trust your wife to know this information and why if not? I... Yeah. Or it's like, also, to me, it was like, Do you not feel that she's important enough to share these important details with? Because it's some bullshit because you married her. Like, what are you saying then?
0: Yeah. Was the courtship not long enough? Like, just why do it in this dramatic of a fashion? Mm -hmm. Um. So they go to bed. They have a passionate, you know, the makeup part. And they're curled up in bed. There's no way that either of them has gotten out of bed until the way this is like done is set up is it's from Celeste's point of view. And it's bef- like, it's like before they kick down the door, even though they swear they didn't kick down the door because they got a key from the yeah. front desk. It's just like this. It's so beautifully worded, but the cops come to arrest him because the woman with the rotator cuff injury was raped in the middle of the night. And she swears up and down that it was Rory, which by the way, never comes to light who it was or, or if she ever figured it out or or not yeah.
1: or her reaction to when his conviction gets overturned yeah. after 5 years.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit gray for uh, the me too era. Um and I hope she found peace.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But this book is more focused on the corruption and, yeah. and the intolerance and the and, then this- and the
1: this relationship
0: yes um i think we both kind of just came to the realization like oh this other woman she existed
1: yeah well (laughs) i thought about that after i was like all right so he's getting out i wonder if we're gonna shift to her if there's gonna be not like a confrontation or something yeah and then do they tell i I feel like the the legal system would probably have to tell her i would guess i don't know but it would (laughs) there was a
0: mention like you have to Of her going back to Chicago. Yeah, she left. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like she's in the area. Yeah. Um,
1: Still, I feel like... I feel like you should tell. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, But he's sentenced to 12 years. And he has an an attorney. It's her Celestial's dad. It's her uncle. But he's paying Uncle Banks um, for his services. He's going to appeal and everything. And honestly reading the letters this is after this is the point at which it turns into their letters back and forth i was just like the appeal was denied and it was like at the two-year mark and i was like this is why does this take so long this is exhausting.
0: yeah Yeah. unfortunately louisiana is like one of the worst states and to any kind of justice system thing like i one of my good friends lives down there and and it's just it's not a place you want to get arrested Mm -hmm. like at all yeah um, also super red state, like mm-hmm. for such a, I don't know, it's, that's something that always surprises me about Louisiana. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like the case was decided so quickly. It's, there's, you know, Andre comes as a character witness, um. Cuts off his dreads. Like yeah. Dreads take
1: a long time to grow. <laughs> like yeah. and His, it seemed for pretty long, he had been doing it for a while and lets her cut them just so he can look the right part while yeah. he's being a character witness for Roy. And it doesn't work, but I was just like, okay, you wouldn't have and done she... this knowing. Cause I read the book jacket. <laughs> like, yeah. You would not have done this for anyone, but her. Exactly. Yes. You're friends with him and you're his best man, but this is for her.
0: Um, And she, she talks about feeling on the stand, like that she's already failed and it's, It's, we don't get the entire court scene, but it's just kind of done in, like, this almost dreamlike feel right before we go into the letters.
1: And I was confused a little bit about part of it because she gets, like, startled when they ask, what were you fighting about? I was like, um, any attorney worth their, I would have told you, they're gonna ask you that. Like, you need to be ready for that and, like, what, like, we need, like, are we, because his thing was he didn't, I feel like. It's, he didn't think Big Roy knew that he knew that Big Roy was not his biological dad. Yeah. And he didn't want slash to ever mention it to him, like, and obviously in my, because my thing was, alright, when they go to court and she's going to have to talk about what happened that night if they ask about the fight and if she goes into it, Big Roy's going to know now that he knows.
0: But also, when he talks later about it, like, Big Roy they kn- never, yeah, they they always made it very clear, but I guess Maybe Big Roy didn't particularly want Celestial to know? I
1: I thought he didn't know that Little Roy knew.
0: But then he talked about, like, that he knew he was going to have to get Little Roy's approval to marry his mom. He was, like,
1: two when he first met Olive. Yeah. But what do you remember from when you were two?
0: (laughs) No, I agree. Like, the way that he says it is, you know, like, the name changed, you know, before he was old enough to really register, so... Because
1: at that point, I think it's when Big is cutting his hair, he asks him something about, did you ever feel like you didn't have a father?
0: Yeah, that was... But the then whole, that led that was,
1: to talking about his biological father, who, spoiler alert, ends up being his cellmate.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. the whole conversation there... Oh, no, sorry. The whole reveal about his... Um, Walter being his dad was just... That was so well done, Chef Kiss. Perfect. Um, so we find out through the letters, the peels aren't going well. Um, we find out that Celestial got pregnant, um, and that Which I'm they say, decided.
1: I did call that because yeah, in her chapter she says something about I think it was her that they loved really hard that night, and I was like, oh god damn it! <laughs> like <laughs> the book jacket left that yeah. part out about you having a baby, but
0: no. <laughs> um. And it's the entire book is just a good look at like the different perspective of situations. And even in these letters where Roy is basically almost blaming her for getting this abortion. Like, it's like he wants to say no and expects her to push back Mm -hmm. so that he's always right. Yep. But she got he tells her he doesn't want the kid to be born while he's in jail. Like,
1: you can't have it not like this.
0: Yeah, and so, but then he's like, you should have fought harder, you know, if <laughs> later he's like, if there'd been a kid upstairs, she wouldn't have, you know, um, gotten together with Andre, right. and I'm just like, honestly, it's actually probably more likely that, you know, they probably would have been further along. Yeah. Andre would have been Nobody the wants father to read, figure. Like, yeah.
1: She wouldn't have wanted to do it by herself, and he would have been involved. So I yeah. did think, like... Because when they have their fifteen minute break, and she calls Andre, and he's just like trying to like help, I didn't get a sense of oh you're in love with her.
0: No, I didn't either at all.
1: Like he he hid this very well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he was like you know how he is, and he had a lady over. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's not like oh you should. This is bad. This is a big sign. You know, there's no vibe of like get out, get out of this relationship. Yeah um
1: but during like with the letters i did okay so i liked this little tidbit about slash your voice says basically like you're making it sound like i forced you to do it you are the one who got into a stare down with the minister when he asked you to say the word obey which i was also like a don't you usually Agreed. discuss the like ceremony part with them but fine but b yes get into that stare down because fuck that yeah. Um, yeah, but like he also at the end of that throws in like, "I get it, your body, your choice." All of that they taught you at Spelman College, fine. He does that at, at least one more time where he talks about her going to school or the teen learning something at at school, like about, but like feminist beliefs and like independence, and yeah. it's just like okay, because you don't want an educated woman yep. who can think for herself and have an opinion. I fucking hate this guy.
0: Yeah. Um, we learned that while she was in college, she had a relationship with a professor who was married. Um, she got pregnant and ended up having an abortion. And thankfully, um, her parents got involved and they fucking got that guy kicked out. Mm-hmm. Cause like.
1: Got her out of school. And then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, and thank God. Sylvia
1: helped oh, her. She's the best. She was just like, um, listen, you did what you did. I'm not like not here to judge you it happened but she was like did you really want to have a baby and she's like all right it was, I think feel like she said she couldn't answer and she's like well when you had the test were you hoping for a plus or a minus minus Minus. okay then it's like yes, yeah, Sylvia, exactly point these things out because you didn't yeah. want a baby
0: Um, there's a lot of discussion about how independent celestial is and how strong celestial is and like not saying she's not at all, because she does things like she went away for college, she went and lived in New York for a little while on her own, like, she chased a burglar down, like, yeah. she's a strong woman, but I don't, I I never got the independent vibe. Um
1: I don't think, I don't know if it's independence for me, or if it's more, she's just not going to be controlled by some stupid fucking man, like.
0: But towards... I agree with that with Rory 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, she was very much like, I. this is not. But the entire time, he's, like, trying to talk to her after he gets out. And she's like, no, let's wait for Andre. And I'm like.
1: Yeah. That's where I was like, what happened?
0: Yeah. What happened to you? Mm-hmm. You know, did this break you? Um, her dad, oh, by the way, was a teacher, a science teacher, and, like, found the chemical compound that basically, like, created Minute Maid. And mm-hmm. this is how they have a fortune. Right and
1: she's you know and as much as andre wants okay his other thing was it was a goal for his father the phrase is to sit your woman down where basically she doesn't have to work Mm -hmm. because you can you make enough money where she doesn't have to he wanted to do that for celestial so that she could focus on her art big goal for him um and as much as he wants to have money He's very jealous of his father in law's successes. Yes. And makes little comments about her coming from money. And I'm just like, what what? Constantly. Constantly. I mean now they did give them, we'll say, <laughs> their house as a gift, like her childhood home. Yeah. It is only in her name which
0: I kinda respected that, but
1: Yeah. It's not your childhood home, Roy. It's hers. At the same time, I could see where one would be like, oh, like...
0: Yeah, it definitely also feels like a slam.
1: Yeah. But knowing Roy, slam away, father-in-law, (laughs) mother-in-law.
0: But what's weird is, like, they're very much also on his side. I don't know. The the father-in-law has... Her parents are interesting because... It's like they want to give her everything to make Mm -hmm. sure she has it better. But also her dad wants her to understand where, what her heritage is and like what it took to get to the point that they are now. But it's also not done in that kind of vibe. It's more of like a, almost that he's kind of also jealous of what she's got.
1: Maybe. And like, I also feel like maybe everything that happens with Roy changes how they feel sort of like, like,
0: just like blind trust or blind. Like we don't get allegiance. To,
1: well, yeah. Cause like we don't get to see them interact before. No, the, the way we do with his parents. But I don't know, like maybe cause when we skipping ahead, the, his, her father really disagrees with her being with Andre. His stance is like you had, which is a good point. Y'all had all this time leading up until she got back together with Rory yeah. and married him to get together and you didn't. And he wants her to like, I guess stick with those marriage vows. Whereas her mom is like, I'll always be your mother. The end. I like the, I will always yeah. love you, support you. Like, yep.
0: I don't have to like you, but I'll always love you. Right.
1: May not agree, but I will support you essentially. Like,
0: yeah. So I don't know, maybe the ahead?
1: situation, change. but then we also are getting how Roy feels about their relationship from Roy. And when yes. Roy decided he wanted to propose to Celestial, he went to, To ask his father-in-law, not both of her parents, but just her father, for her hand in marriage. And he kind of laughed and was like, she's not mine to give away. And Roy took that as, like, an insult that he didn't want him to be in the family because he was asking to be a son-in-law. No, that's not what you asked him. (laughs) I have a very big issue with this whole asking the dad for – especially if it's just the dad. If you go to both parents or all parents, if someone has, like, step-parents, like I do – you go to all of them then i can maybe see it but i don't because i hate that i don't like that
0: (laughs) like yeah like in all honesty this is gonna sound probably terrible it makes more sense if you're like in a it's a really young marriage like almost like before 20 i can almost understand it because like you're coming out of your childhood house like you're taking on this responsibility mm. i'm giving you my responsibility no i still hate it i've (laughs) always hated it. it Mostly because, like, my relationship with my father is not great. And so it's always been one of those things where it's like, I don't want to get him involved anyways. Yeah. And now the only person's opinion that you need is my dog. Yeah. And, like, if he doesn't like you, I'm sorry. Right. He's been right about two exes.
1: Mm, We got to trust that dog judgment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The little puppy judgment. I just, I told Chris, if he did anything like that, I would say no. Because... I don't need it I like try to look at it like oh they're blessing. I don't need anybody's blessing yeah. to get married. Like I don't. Um which is part of why we walked into our wedding together. Because um, I remember being a kid and asking my dad, like, some movie was on. I was like, why is it just the dad walking her down the aisle? And I'm sure he didn't want to get into, like, the patriarchy and women being property. So he was just like, <laughs> you know, he raised her. And he's like, get blessing, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, but my mom raised me, too. So from that age, or is raising me because I was a kid, I decided both of my parents would walk me down the aisle. That's so sweet. And, like, if something happened to one of them beforehand, that's the corresponding step-parent. <laughs> like, this was yeah. my plan. And then as we got closer, I was just like, but I don't need this. <laughs> like, I don't need y'all yeah. to give me the blessing because I know they like Chris. I know they love Chris, but I don't, ca- not I don't care, but kind of, I don't care. So
0: <laughs> it's, it's a weird line of traditional versus are you trying to appease the parents versus mm-hmm. it's your own wedding and I'm just never going to get married and it'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, like, but like you, I also struggled with this throughout most of my childhood because it's like, I've always had a weird relationship with my dad. My Mm -hmm. stepdad's been in my life since I was seven. And I mean, I lived with him and my mother and like my sense of humor, the sports I follow, like Mm -hmm. so much of my personality comes from those two raising me that it would make sense that, you know, either both dads walk me or... and. Honestly, I got to a point at one point where I was like, "My best friend is going to give me away," <laughs> and, and, and I'm not someone who would have a traditional wedding, anyways. But I to the point that I just walk myself. Yeah,
1: like, I just for me also it was the symbolism of I'm what if I if I walk to him with my parents or without it's like. To me, I like the symbolism of we're walking into this marriage together. We're walking in together. Yeah. Like, I just...
0: <laughs> so you and Chris walked in together. Yep,
1: we walked in together to the beginning like of Helter Skelter, because it has of a really course. good opening. <laughs> Did not time or practice any of it out. Like, he... When we canceled our big wedding, we got rid of the wedding party except for our flower girl because Prue was like three at the time. Yeah. And uh, she already had a dress with wings that she wanted to wear. So we gave her a basket and put our iPod dock in it. And it just, he, I don't know, he messed around with the beginning of Helter Skelter and it worked perfectly, like the time wise. Like, I don't know how this worked out, but it did. Um, like we also spent the night together beforehand. Every time I hear more about this wedding,
0: (laughs) if you just guys become like OTP status for me, it's so great.
1: (laughs) We spent the night, like we, we knew we were, even with the big wedding that we were going to do, we were going to spend the night together beforehand. Because it was just like, it's been four years of us living together. I sleep better next to you because that's what it's been for four years. So we're not like, that's, that's, no, we're not. We got ready together. (laughs) Like there was no big reveal. Um. Or, like, anything like that. So, just, like, yeah. I don't care for that stuff. For
0: me, if other people want to do it, fine. <laughs> You're for not, me, you I guys just... aren't religious. No. Right? Like, yeah, like, Mm-mm. I think that also has a big part yeah. to do with it.
1: no longer Catholic yeah. for me. And I think you might have done Methodist, but, like, as a kid. But then yeah. it was only for a few years. Well, yeah. And then his dad was like, I'm not going. And then everyone stopped going to church. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. I mean, it does say a lot that, like, you... I, I get that there's a line of, like, if your parents wanted him to ask... No, I would have told the day, them, no,
1: we're exactly. not doing that because who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. my parents. You don't get to decide who I marry, though.
0: Yeah, it's... That's the best way of putting it. You don't get to decide who I marry. Right. and like,
1: like, I don't need your blessing. If I've decided I'm going to marry someone, that's because I decided for me. Yeah, Like... No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the fact that Roy doesn't
1: realize we actually this. get an
0: idea of like if Celeste if this pissed off Celeste or not. Like know. it's implied that she didn't want it, but like because like her dad like he wasn't
1: mad. He was just like, but he was like, you don't understand her. If the fact that yeah. you because we find out later, like the fact that you came and asked, like you were trying to show off because you had this big ring. And just trying to like get what you want, like, but it was really more of like a show. Yes. Than anything. And I can see that.
0: Yeah. Roy just, he was all about status mm-hmm. prior to going to jail and mm-hmm. really had no idea who he was. Not that he really learned that in prison either, but. Right. <sighs> um, so they fight about the abortion. We find about her, her first abortion. Um, He basically like accuses her at one point of going through the motions and like what he's going through is hard. Yeah. It is like that is terrible what happened to him. We have problems with our judicial system. These are things we need to discuss. She is a black woman who is trying to make it in the artist world. Yeah. And I completely understand where she's not, like, also talking, like, that every single conversation she has doesn't include my husband's in jail for something that he didn't do.
1: Because when she wins the the National Portrait Museum contest, it's for one of her baby dolls. But instead of, like, baby doll clothing, she puts the baby in, like, a prison jumpsuit. Talks about the prison industrial complex, like, but she doesn't talk about Roy... And she says, it's because it's too personal. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want to hash that out with the public, you know? He's mad. And he signs his letter, your husband, and then in parentheses, I think, Roy. And I was like, get the fuck out, Roy. Like, think about someone other than yourself. Yes, what you're going through is hard and terrible. You're not going through it by yourself in a vacuum, other people particularly your wife are go- is going through it too yes. like
0: he expects her to be dressed in black with a veil never leaving his side not growing not experiencing life right not trying to push forward basically just in waiting for him to get out and yes and i think too i think
1: it's something too about her winning this award if she had said that it would have made it about him instead yes. of her and her work and i don't think he likes no that her all. success even though like basically why she did this is related to him that because of that her success should involve a lot of mention of him yes. and no sit down
0: and at this point i think she also had started the paperwork for her shop with, yes like her dad backing mm-hmm. And all these things. And like at first he was like, yeah, I'm really excited for you. And then uh, this is the point where he's like, this was all my idea. Right. Like, fuck you for taking it from me. And, and I bet he- you talked about your friendship with Andre. Yes. which That he- was a weird line for me. Yep.
1: Because in the PS he put, was Andre there? Did you talk about how like you guys grew up together? it's like, you've clearly been jealous of Andre this whole time. That yeah. You have suspected something about Andre this whole time because you wouldn't have just said that out of nowhere.
0: Why would you have, why would he be your best man then? Right. Like, I just, I don't Unless understand the lack
1: points. of, I don't know, but the lack of communication. Like, I feel like if I was worried about my husband or maybe like your fiance, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, befo- like them and their best friend of the opposite sex, I would say something and ask about it. Because I don't, they, they did make out once in high school. I don't know that he knows about that though.
0: Probably not.
1: Because I feel like he would have been even
0: more. I don't think he would have ever become friends with Andre in that right. case. Right. I just. And then he does so, apologize,
1: though. Like, his Yeah, once Walter
0: basically, like, beats it into him yes. that he's being an idiot.
1: Walter, his cellmate, Ghetto Yoda, who's an older man, who we find out later is his actual biological father, um, giving him life lessons. Yeah, because the way he points it out is she's a black woman whose black husband is in fucking jail. As soon as she says that, that's that's all they're going to see. They're going to think that she has a million baby, 5011 babies with 5011 baby daddies. <laughs> they're not going to be able to see her and her art because they once they hear that, they're going to full on just throw her into all, the stereotype.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Why your ass couldn't see that on your own or to just, even if you didn't see it, to let your wife have just this her success. Proud. Yeah. You dick! I...
0: Like, I get that this is, you know society shouldn't see this and shouldn't see. And he's talking about how he's no, look, so the jail that the or the prison that he's in um, is essentially, you know, outside farming and, and mm-hmm. crop share, uh, not crop share, but you know, that's the kind of work. Cause he mentions that he's gone back to being a crop share. And yeah. then like, he gets a job inside pushing or doing garbage or something. And he's like, I'm doing white collar work now. And it's, It sucks that, yeah, that's all that people would see. But, you know, if she's trying to change it, how are you going to change? Like, how are your baby dolls going to help people in person? I just, it's infuriating. Yeah. And then,
1: (sighs) after he writes his apology letter, he uh, writes his father-in-law because she hasn't come to visit in two months. And I was like, good. (laughs) Like, this, yeah, 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 I'd be angry too. See,
0: I... (sighs) I feel like you were much more objective objective than I was because, like, in hindsight, I'm very angry at the time. I was just like, this poor dude's in prison and your wife is not responding and, like, being that cut off. But at the same time, yeah. you have email.
1: I mean, but I'm also, like, I can be real petty. So oh. my thinking was, that's how you want to act? All right, I'm just not going to show up for a couple months and see how you like that shit. Cause yeah. This is how you want to act. I'm not, I don't have to come around. I don't have to answer your fucking <laughs> letters. And you can't do shit about it because you physically can't. <laughs> like, it can be real petty. Yeah. I also don't know that I could do, like, I don't, mm, she's, she's, she stands by before, for a long time before she writes yes. the Dear John letter. I do not know that I could do that either. Um,
0: yeah. Just,
1: yeah. But... When he writes to his father-in-law, he has the audacity to ask him to not tell Celestial or his own wife. Yeah. Like, oh, you forgot you. That's right. You don't understand how marriages work, where the people communicate with each other about the things that are happening. Of course, he's going to tell his wife about the letter that he got from their son-in-law. Of course, he's going to tell his daughter because his loyalties are not to you, even though he stresses in his response that you are like, calls him son. You are family but you're his daughter like that what is wrong with flesh and blood
0: who we would ever think what's insane is that roy is raised by this couple who is so fucking in love that it makes it like gives me hope again Mm -hmm. and it's like at no point is there ever any implication that roy was stepping out on olive there's no Mm -hmm. implication that they had
1: big roy would never
0: no, like, no. this dude was like, had women throwing himself at themselves at him when he started showing attention to a woman with a son, mm-hmm. and they are like, scandalously telling like, she has a son, like, don't do it. 30 plus years of marriage. And it's like, what, what broke in there? Like,
1: what did you learn? How did you not yeah. learn commitment and the real meaning of
0: it? Like, because like, I can understand why I have fucked up like relations, like therapy is for a reason, but I didn't have parents that, you know, were married at so young until, you know, <sighs> I can't say like, I don't want to talk about all his death scene yet or like mm. funeral or anything yet, mm-hmm. but like, it's just, it's such a powerful, like, what the fuck Roy? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he.
1: Uh, I don't know. So his father-in-law writes back and says, your family, we're all rooting and praying for you. Also, I'm totally going to tell my daughter because, of course, I fucking am, you idiot. But he says it nicely. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Roy's next letter to Celestial is like, by the time you get this, your dad will have narc'd on me. Okay, fine. You he at least, yeah. did like You put yourself in that position. And then he tells, that's when we find out that Walter, his cellmate, is his actual, his biological father. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't see that one coming. No, not <laughs> I at all. <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Um, I had,
0: I was, I, there was a moment where I was like, I wonder if his dad's in the jail mm. and if that's going to be a thing. But mm-hmm. then I was like, that's terrible. We don't really know where his dad could be. Well. Um, well. Yeah.
1: But that does get Celestial to write back and she apologizes. And then. She
0: says the shop's been really busy. Yeah. It's kind of implied that maybe it's around the holiday season. Mm
1: -hmm. And then I think she does visit and that's when he says, like, she's lost some, lost or gained some weight, lost some weight, I think, and looks not like herself.
0: It was, I don't remember which way the weight went, but it was more that she looked like she was there out of obligation. Yeah. Which, like, kind of no shit. Like, Mm -hmm. that you're going to go through that phase. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And then we get the letter about Olive being sick. His mom it's lung cancer.
0: She hasn't smoked in 20 20 something years. Yeah.
1: And then the next one I think we see after that is essentially the Dear John letter where she says she can't do this anymore. She can't be there for him as his wife, but she can be his friend. She'll never forget about him. She'll keep money on his books and all that. Um, But that she references the love that she saw that Roy has, Big Roy, had for Olive at her funeral. And we get more of that later. Um, and it sh- basically was like, we don't have that. <laughs> we don't even have a fraction of that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I firmly believe that had this whole situation not happened where he ended up in jail, they'd maybe another year. I mean, if she got pregnant or mm. she did get pregnant, like with the baby, maybe two years, but I, their relationship wasn't going to last. Your relationship no. doesn't last when it's entirely based on shock and release right and um but also again like you can't see that and i can see that as a reader but that's not something that even like either of them really talk about like you know at no point is she like we wouldn't have made it anyways because you don't think that about your marriage Um,
1: but you wouldn't have because no no and so of course he's obviously upset but like his response to this is basically my mom would come every week until she was too sick and there are women that come here every week like clockwork who bunk out in their, like, camp out in their cars so that they're here first thing in the morning. What makes you think you're better than them? I was just like...
0: <sighs> she lives in fucking Atlanta, first of all. That's,
1: it's a seven hour drive, right? I believe. Yep. It's not like you're fucking close, but also, like, that's what you... The amount that you're fighting in letters. Right. But why do you feel that you are worth her camping out in her car to see every week? Like what about you? Do you, makes you think that you are you were such a great partner even before this with your numbers yeah. on the back of your goddamn business card makes you think that you are worth her apparently having to be strip searched and patted down like or whatever like to just to see you? Yeah.
0: The fact that she wasn't coming that frequently prior to his mom dying is a sign. Yes. She wasn't like not coming because your mom was coming. Right. He basically throws a fit and has her taken off of his, which to be fair, like
1: going to he doesn't actually do it. (laughs)
0: Oh he does he writes a letter to the lawyer He does and so the lawyer
1: drafts the Paperwork and sends it to him and says If you don't want her on your visitor list Then you do this you submit this But he cautions him against doing That and gives some reasonings Which I can't really remember but then Roy says okay I'm unfiring you as my Attorney and I won't take her name off But don't tell her because if she comes to visit Me that's right if she Comes to visit me her name will be there but I was like Who the fuck would come visit you if you said like who's gonna drive seven hours if you said you were taking their name off
0: i'm not gonna lie it is uncomfortable how much i understand choice <laughs> Roy's train of thoughts like i get like the you should be so in love with me that you're going to come and yell until i add you back on the list or some kind of like i get that but i get that from the standpoint of like I've gone to therapy to help me overcome like this insane way of thinking because it's very juvenile. Like, this is not what love is. And, and separating out like these grand gestures mm. that movies and books tell mm-hmm. you that you should have, it's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. That's not like, what love is. And
1: the real world doesn't really work that way with no. these grand de- gestures.
0: And, like, it's very hard because I want grand gestures, but I also am very aware that this is not a thing and, like... Yeah. So, like, like, I got where he was coming from, especially later when he's talking about the signs. And I was like, oh, you idiot. I get why you're doing this. Because, like, you know what? I'd probably be the exact same way. She (laughs) never divorces him. That means something. That means Mm. something. She didn't change the lock. That means something. But
1: why would she need to change the lock if your key is locked up with you for 12
0: years? (laughs) To be fair, she knew he was getting out.
1: At that point, yeah. Yes. But, like, he also got out early.
0: Sure, but like came home <laughs> like a day or two. It's like two days. I get three days maybe. especially the she didn't divorce him. That one I can see because yeah, yeah. Be-
1: but like I guess for me, so after there is some letters that she sends to him, just saying I am thinking about you. It's like the anniversary of your mom's death, or it's like our anniversary, or it's whatever. I am thinking of you, or it's the holidays, and he sends one saying, "Please stop doing like contacting me because I can't." I yep. can't do this. And then like the next letter he sends out is this long one saying that he's coming home, that they over the Uncle Banks worked a miracle, they overturned his conviction. And he's like the last five years will just be like water under the bridge. And I was just like, Wait, you're talking as if you've been in touch with her. But for the yep. last like two years essentially of his time there, he wasn't talking to her. And all of a sudden it's like a one eighty of I'm, I'm coming free. home, baby. Like Yeah. Mm, who are we talking to? Like mm.
0: Yeah realistically i'd be the one that would like the the dear john or dear jane letter to come in i'd still be sending the letters and being like well you've essentially dumped me but you're also going to have to suffer the fact that i'm just <laughs> gonna keep writing to you so i would not have gone the silent route i would have been the i'm gonna talk to you and make you forgive me Cuddle <laughs> well, type but
1: he did not he did yeah. the opposite of that <sighs> that's where we i forgot the, the first section was called bridge music And then after the letters, we start the second section, which is prepare a table for me. Which, there's some phrasing that Roy uses that I don't think he means as a metaphor. And I'm not here for it. Yep. No. But this is where the first chapter, it starts with Andre. And I feel like I told you when I got to that point and your response was just fucking Andre. (laughs) And then I immediately saw why, because we find out, like, he's been in love with her forever, they made out once in high school, and she, like, didn't want to do anything else, and kind of broke his heart. Which,
0: I'm sorry, okay, you never did anything about it. But he what, He was, he did try, like, he goes to, like, ask they, her to be
1: his girlfriend, and she's like, can we just pretend that we didn't do that last night and just watch TV, and she's super serious, and then that's it.
0: Yeah, and that should have been it, you move on.
1: Right because like he describes it as he signed as a witness on like at their wedding and his hand was shaking and I was just like then you really should have said something
0: yeah I'm sure
1: there were months leading up to the wedding not at the wedding don't do that like leading up to it you probably had all this time While they were dating.
0: Or in college when she was coming and sharing a bed with you, like, frequently. Like, at some point, at some point, you have moved past that. And you're like, hey, our relationship is in a really weird gray zone. We need to talk about it. And you have that conversation. And if it doesn't go the way you want, you know what the best thing to do is? Get some fucking space. Talk about it first and have some fucking space.
1: But he, all right, so we find that out. And then he comes home. So he lives next door, essentially. So there's some nights where they spend the night together, some nights where they don't, which I was like. That's
0: also really fucking weird. weird, that They still live next door
1: to each other. Rent and mortgages are expensive, but okay. So
0: her parents gave her that's right. They
1: gave it to her. I forgot.
0: (laughs) And I mean, to be fair, like as long as they probably lived in it, it is probably paid off. Oh, yeah.
1: That house is 100% paid off.
0: Yeah. Um, Maybe yearly taxes? I don't know. I've never owned a house. Yeah, there's I property there taxes, taxes,
1: but yeah, she can save up and pay for it. and Whatever.
0: It's also in Atlanta that's not as bad as, like, the Northeast.
1: Connecticut. God, yeah. yeah. So, when he comes to her home, home, whatever, and she has the letter from Roy, they, like, toast to him, and he's glad that Roy's getting out. And then the next thing that this fool does is proposes to her. Like
0: The fact that he hasn't done it already. He...
1: I feel like he just got the ring, though. I thought, like, right, not right before, but essentially right before. It
0: was recent. Yeah, like, in the past few weeks. But it's, yeah, it's... But why is
1: that the moment? It's not.
0: It's not, but it is a it is like subconsciously a competition and he wants to make Mm -hmm. sure that she's not going to go running back to him. And it is entirely because you know why she's not in love with him. She has convinced herself. She is, she has convinced him (laughs) enough because by the end, you know, whatever, but in all honesty, sorry, five years, maybe they're going to get a divorce as well. I just (laughs) don't. I'm sorry. This is like a happy ending in a sense, but it's also, I'm sorry. It's not because, She cannot stand on her own. Yeah. Ugh.
1: And she's definitely not, like, if she, even if she does love Andre, she does not love him as much as he loves her.
0: And... No, not at all.
1: Also, too, the proposing is almost like, almost like an ultimatum. Like... Yeah. I want to know right now, even though you just got this letter about your husband who you haven't divorced yet. and yeah,
0: why? I... Why has he not talked to her about... Mm. Yeah. I've got a lot of angry yelling about this and then she, but that like the thing that kills me is like she says
1: oh she so she's like says yes and then they talk about what they what what they could do for him because they don't like he's gonna want to come home her home is was his home um and andre's thing is like well i can move in with you and he can take my house and it's like what person man or woman would be okay with such a setup andre no one
0: Hey, so you took my wife. You, you were my, my best, best man. man. You took my wife.
1: But you're going to give me your house? Great.
0: That is are square. <laughs> on the other side of Atlanta. <laughs> it's literally right next door.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I, this is like Thanksgiving. we supposed to be getting out at Christmas. I did not care for her father's reaction to this proposal
0: why because like well let's I- set this up let's set this all up
1: thanksgiving so
0: th- all this happens the day before thanksgiving they go over she doesn't make the dessert she's promised her dad's outside hanging lights and stuff and with banks and she stops to confer with banks and banks says that like he's only told sylvia who's not his wife we find out um they've just been together for a really long a time which like that's awesome um and so he and leaves it up entirely to her to make this decision of if she wants to tell her parents today or not. Right. And so they sit down for dinner. They're talking about Christmas. And she's like, well. She jokes
1: to Banks, which was nice. Yeah. Because, yes.
0: Banks, you know, did it. we coming home. And that is awesome. And again, Andre follows this up with, oh, and we're engaged. Why? Andre, that's
1: not your leading, like, that's not the phrase or the sentence or the topic that needs to lead into you proposing ever. Either you doing it or talking about it. But for some reason, that's what you keep doing. It doesn't make any sense.
0: One, there should have been a conversation about when they were going to tell her parents. Two, it should have entirely been on her decision when to tell. Right. Three, you can be (laughs) engaged for a while and not tell, like, it's okay to, like, hold this engagement. And because you're, she's still married, her husband just got out of prison. There are things that you need to adjust to here. Calm right. the fuck down.
1: But he's in such a rush to lock that
0: down. Peen all over his territory. Yep. Honestly, I kind of, like, I can understand. If they had waited... And told the engagement later And that had been the dad's reaction I, I probably would agree But I was so against this engagement
1: Oh, I get his reaction to it I just didn't care for his Phrasing And how he responded That basically like um, Because he says like You couldn't keep your legs closed And That's so now right. he's going to come home And have his so-called Friend slash best man here And like I don't know. To me, it seemed almost like, do you feel like he feel like, to me, it felt like her dad felt like she needed to stand by her man this whole time. Kind of like what Roy wa- Roy wanted, the all black and the veil and the stand yeah. by your man and do that. When like, did you or did you not cheat on your first wife with your current wife? Because how sacred do you find marriage vows, father? Because let's look at that. Yeah. Like, who are you to tell her? that she can't be with someone else. If she truly loves Andre, we're going to back burner the truth of that. Yeah. But if she, if she, we're going to go with, she does. And she's moved on emotionally <laughs> and she wants to be with Andre. Who are you with your life? What you did in your life to tell her that she can't do that, but you just want her to stand by her man. Cause he's a black man in prison. Yes. Convicted yes. wrongly, but that's what you want her to do.
0: If she had served divorce papers at any time, any time, this would be so much better. So much easier. So much make more so much more sense. Yeah. And then. And God bless Sylvia. S- fucking Sylvia saves the day. And you know what? She basically says, you're all pieces of shit. My man Banks here has been working on this for five years and pulled a fucking miracle. And none of you. All are you giving did was that. pray,
1: which. Yeah. OK, great. But he did the actual work.
0: Yes. And none of you are giving the credit right now. And I just like. I was on a bus, so I couldn't cheer, but and I really wanted to.
1: <laughs> that and then she also says, and she already has to choose between Andre and Roy. Don't make her choose, like like what you're thinking, or don't make Gloria his wife her mom choose between you and celestial with who they agree with on this yeah. um and don't make your daughter feel like she's got to lay down lay with you wait lay with who you want her to lay with like you're some kind of pimp that's street fighting franklin and you know it and I was like yes, yes
0: sylvia yes. yes she also caveats all of this with like i know i'm not technically part of the family and that was a little bit soul crushing for me mm. because
1: you are family like you've been around forever
0: Yeah, this woman basically helped Celestial become human again after what happened to her in in college. And so it's like, whatever has happened that has her feeling like she has to caveat with that is heartbreaking. Yeah. So Roy is out. Yeah. Big Roy picks him up. One of his his
1: phrasings that I didn't like was that really only a woman can welcome a man home, wash his feet and fix his plate. I can probably count on one hand the number of times I fixed my husband a plate. And I think it was I... when we were using Blue Apron because it was like, do your presentation <laughs> shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, if you're the cook, cool. If your husband's the cook, cool.
1: Now nah, we don't. Yeah. Like, if he's sick, I've offered to. And usually he's still like, no.
0: Yeah. Are you guys like a order out kind of?
1: No, we try to cook. But usually it's like, all right, it's ready. Come get what you want.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because your legs and yeah. arms aren't broken. <laughs> yeah it's uh the whole <laughs> the whole him like looking around and being like all these women and it's like either moms or girlfriends slash wives whatever mm-hmm. coming to collect their men from jail and he's you know his his dad's coming yeah. to collect him and he's also like
1: wash his feet sorry yeah no
0: yeah no that's fuck that um but he also didn't tell slash jill that he's getting out early so it's like are you pissed she's not here or no. I'm how just, would she know,
1: no, I think, yeah. I think that was part of like his plan. Like he was not ready to see her because he also knows, even though he wrote this letter as if they've been in touch for the last two years when that's when the radio silence really happened. Um, he's nervous about what he's going to find because as he says, he doesn't know if he's still married legally. Yes, of course, but like, right mentally emotionally because he doesn't know he hasn't talked to her i feel like if you haven't talked to them that should tell you something but that's just me and like so he runs into Davina, someone he knew from high school runs into her at walmart and she invites him over for dinner and he swears up and down he didn't go thinking about sex and i was just like you are so full of shit it's, it's pages. Not, and I'm not saying him. it because you just got out of prison. I'm saying because of how your ass was before you went into yes. prison. Because you were a dog. You always have yep. been. Not yep, to say, he, like.
0: It's pages of him talking about the food and her and, like, how if someone, oh, what was the expression? Basically, if they're hot in high school, they're going to be heifers by the time that they're, you I, know, of marrying age.
1: I think that was Big Roy's stance. Yes. And he was like, Nah, she's still good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, But I wasn't over there for sex. But then let's talk about her food and like the fact that she serves a very like Louisiana, you know, blah blah blah. And it's like But I wasn't there for sex. I swear. You were there for sex. It's fine. It's fine to admit that, you asshole. You know what's not fine? Oh god. Oh, I was gonna say, like you haven't talked to your wife in two fucking years, like I whatever. But like he's scared like
1: I get the being scared about what he's going to find when he does talk to her. I get that. And yeah. I get stalling. I I do understand that. But like don't bullshit and say you weren't going for sex or that that was not even on your mind because it yeah. was. It was. Like let's not lie cuz of how you were before you went to prison. Like
0: You don't go into a 36-hour sex haze and not call your dad if you were That was another for thing. Sex.
1: Right. But also, also. the audacity to beg not to use a condom
0: that what the fuck is wrong with you so much it's not your wife it's she has a kid who is in jail Mm
1: -hmm. she's
0: already admitted to that you lied and said you didn't know and now you're gonna sit there and act like like you deserve to go without a condom Mm -hmm. and like (sighs) we don't know where you've been like
1: no no
0: i mean not to say that like Because you were in prison, like, you definitely did something. No, it's not even that. It's like...
1: definitely. I'm curious, though, because there's one part, and I don't... I didn't write it down. I don't remember, but there's some part where he's talking about loneliness and something about being embarrassed about the things he did, and I was just like, you can't possibly be talking about, like, jerking off, because everybody does that, like... Yeah. So, I don't know. And then if you did, I mean... Have don't you be embarrassed, been tested since? But everybody should be tested, but you both don't know where the other person has been. Yeah. She doesn't know if you've been with someone else five seconds before. Like, and also, yes, she says she's safe. You don't know that. Do you want to get her pregnant? Because that was my theory was that they were, him and uh, Celestia were gonna end up trying to work it out, and then next thing was because she was gonna be like, Hey, I'm pregnant. Davina. Yeah. So Yeah. So it's
0: just like you don't know each other. Like No. Like, oh, uh- <laughs> All of that is just, wear a fucking condom. Like, right. stop. Just, unless you have an actual latex allergy. And guess what? There are alternatives to that. Right. So, so, you know, no don't even start. I just the, And call your dad if you're going to be gone for like 36
1: yeah. fucking hours. <laughs> like,
0: and uh, he keeps, like, so Big Roy's kind of being taken care of by the church at this point. And, in mm-hmm. the sense of like women are bringing him food and things like that. And like, he's fine. He's got a job. He's, you know, taking care of himself, but he's taking, okay. He's not fine because like, he's still heartbroken two years later Mm -hmm. and he's, you know, kind of adjusted to life without her, but not really. And little Roy keeps like, Hey, are you looking at any of the church women? And like, you know, and, and it's almost insulting to his mother. That he's, like, trying to get Big Rory to date. Like, yeah. I get, like, moving on and all that stuff. But, like, I get that. something I, about it, it just it, didn't like.
1: I think I tried it. I looked at it more like he's trying to let Big Rory know that he would be okay with it. Okay. Because he would want – he wants Big Rory to be happy. Um. So that's how I read that. But I totally see that because, it. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's only been two years. I don't, like – And the devastation that that man felt after his wife died. He's going to need some time. Granted, I know little Roy wasn't there for that, but still.
0: He should still understand that, like, the level of and love his parents. I just, whatever. Um, Let's talk about that funeral. Mm, Okay.
1: So. So,
0: (laughs) Celestial and Andre come for the funeral. Celestial does not visit Roy in prison while she's here. For this. Which is weird. Andre
1: does. Andre does. But in his it's, little gray suit looking good. Yeah. Making Roy jealous.
0: But it's weird that Celestial doesn't go to visit him at all. Um,
1: yeah, because she wrote the Dear John letter after because she references yeah. the funeral.
0: Um Roy asks Andre to step in for him. Um, in in, in yeah. carrying his mom. Um, and on the ride to the graveyard andre and celestial were holding hands and you and i had talked briefly before this like the timeline of when prior to this scene like the timeline of when andre and celestial started dating hooking up whatever is kind of weird because i think we both assumed it was before the funeral
1: Right, but I, it wasn't I think it's because in Andre's chapter he says something about them being partners for three years when it's really just been like two-ish maybe yeah going on three because they don't actually do anything until after the funeral. but what I thought was interesting was when they go to hold hands in the car, Roy asked them not to do that in front of him yes. so I feel like he suspected something between them before it even started, yeah,
0: yeah, they're probably giving sexual tension vibes left yeah. And right. Um, so they have, you know, the progression at the the graveyard and everybody has left to move on to the, the, the church and, you know, food and everything afterwards. And there are men standing around waiting to bury, uh, Olive and Big Roy picks up the shovel and, uh, buries his wife. He says he
1: has to do it on his own.
0: Yeah. It's nobody else's job, but his. And that acts. Is just so beautiful, and I just started crying immediately. Yeah. And it's just this heartbreaking love. I mean, I get why Celestial looked at this and went, I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have this desire to, you know, her man's in jail and she's not visiting him every weekend. Like, it's very clear that this is not the same kind of love.
1: <laughs> or even when she's. There for the funeral. Yeah.
0: Like, that's kind of terrible. I'm sorry. That's super terrible.
1: Yeah. Or it's also like, you were already mentally on your way out yeah. by this point. Because also, too, when they, when her and Andre drive away, because Big Roy sends them away so he can do this by himself, she says she doesn't even want to pass the prison, which she was like, yeah. that's terrible because he has to live in there. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah. <Sherlock>. yeah. <laughs>
0: Correct. (laughs) Um, Before they leave, Andre does pick up a shovel to help. And Big Roy tells him no. He's like, I understand that, you know, my son asked you to stand in, but this isn't even a job for him. Mm -hmm. And it's told from it is told from Andre's point of view. But it's basically what I'm trying to get to is that like Andre was being very pure in that moment, very truthful, like he was truly trying to help and it wasn't like a showing off kind of moment or a stand yeah. or anything like that yeah so you know andre as much as i'm like fuck andre he's not necessarily a bad guy yeah <clears> rory <throat> is a bad guy i mean like he didn't deserve to be in jail but god he is not a good guy
1: no he was an asshole before and an yes. asshole after
0: yes um. so after the funeral they ended up at a bar um, getting plastered and the bartender kind of flirts with andre um and then when celestial goes to the bathroom it kind of becomes obvious that she is uh roy's wife and andre tries to kind of rein in the sexual tension and yeah. the drinking because
1: he's also like it's a small town everybody knows everybody yeah. she's figured it out we gotta like not do this
0: yeah we can't be as touchy-feely as we normally are
1: yeah um, but then they have sex that night. And I think that was the first yeah. time. Because she says something like, you want to come in? He's like, uh, hi, it's Dre? <laughs> like, uh-huh. it's Dre. It's not like anyone else. Um, but he's been in love with her forever. So once he w- walked in the room, that was that was it for him. Which, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but then um, in the present, he calls Big Roy's house and Little Roy answers and he's like, What we thought you were we thought you were getting out like in two yes. days. Um and that's when he tells Little Roy that he was gonna be coming to get him. Just him, not Celestial with him. So That's a
0: problem. I'm sorry. Like this whole idea is bad from the get go. Your husband I get it, they haven't spoken in two years. You don't send someone else to either you don't go, at all. Or you go, you don't send a stand-in unless it's a lawyer with divorce papers. Yeah, which is cold, completely cold. You don't send your new boyfriend, right? <laughs> to have a conversation to tell him like, "Hey, we're engaged, but it's okay. We're going to help you out and everything." You can have but my house next engaged. door. <laughs>
1: I also, I, so Andre goes to his dad who he doesn't have a close relationship with. And first his dad's like, this wouldn't have happened if you were raised up under me, but then maybe you shouldn't have left him and his mother. It's another story, Carlos. But he also tells Andre, you got an ass whooping coming. Yeah, <laughs> I died on the train. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do. Um, and he was like, just take it. Like, this is, that's it. Just, you got an ass whooping coming? You gotta take it. <laughs>
0: we do get some of andre's backstory and like um that you know his mother kicked him out because he was cheating and and like then spent years of her life being like this is the worst thing that's ever happened and it's so terrible and then she gets cancer (laughs) she's like oh god Was trying to tell me to shut my mouth that it wasn't that bad. And she got through the cancer. She's doing fine and having like a great life now. And I just, but I loved that concept of like her whining so much about this that God gave her cancer. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And as much as I don't like Little Roy, I've said many times how I hate him and wanted to kill him many times. I did enjoy. The little scheme him and Big Roy pulled on yes. Andre.
0: <laughs> it because, is entirely valid.
1: Right. Because he knows now that because he talked to him, Andre's coming by himself. But he also said we. So clearly something's going on. But he, him and Celestia, they have to talk. They're still married. Like, you need to talk and figure out what's going on. That's what, that's what needs to happen. Just the two of you. Because just the two of you are married to each other. Exactly. So this little scheme is basically Big Roy lets little Roy take his car. I also love this part. Um he had his mom had a savings account for him. Yes. And he had put money into it as he was growing up as well. And he took some out when he went to college. And when his mom realized that Celestial was basically keeping his books at the prison fine, she put all of her money, like her like, week, like selling cakes and stuff into that. So instead of having a couple hundred like he thought, he had like 3,000 in there, which I was like, I love that. Um, he had so such a good mom. She, such good parents. So, such, yeah, what happened to him? Whatever. So he takes money out. And he does go to say goodbye to Davina, which I was like, okay, I'm glad that you're doing that. She's pissed.
0: Uh, That was the point that I realized that Davina was probably important in some way. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that he was taking his time to say goodbye. Yeah.
1: And like, she's pissed because she asked if he was married and he said he didn't know, which, okay. But she's mad because it's like, oh, you're running back to your wife. And she tells him to forget her and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. he does, but at least he does go to say goodbye because I was like, don't be an asshole and not just like, yeah. just disappear.
0: He's not a hundred percent. Cause asshole. it's like He's
1: literally just... the day after yeah, the 36 hours, he does visit his mom's grave as well. That's a before he decides, but, um, oh, and I forgot too, when Big Roy's cutting his hair, they have a conversation where Big Roy tells him like that he knew basically about his biological dad being in jail with him because his mom told him because yeah. Celestial
0: told her. And And Big Roy took it as, like, him being in there with him is, like, what killed his mom. Yeah.
1: Because she was fighting, doing well, and then she was gone a couple months later. And he saw, like, a change.
0: It's Celeste told him, and she, like, died the next day. Was it the next day? It was very shortly after. Yeah. He definitely
1: saw a change in her, too, after. Yeah. Yeah. So that's important for later. But... He basically leaves right away for Atlanta, and he basically arrives in Atlanta when Andre is leaving to go get him. Yes. And while that's happening in Atlanta, when Andre gets to Big Roy's house, Big Roy's like, "Yeah, he's gone. He went to Atlanta." I was <laughs> like, "Um, I was coming to get him. He took my car." And then he's trying to use his cell phone. It's not working. He goes to use the wall phone things have been hard since Olive died and they cut it off yesterday. <laughs> it's just like, you are fucking lying. Roy, And yep. I love it.
0: Yep. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> because
1: again, kind of like when we talked about the letter of the, just Roy asking his father-in-law not to tell Celeste, of course he's going to tell Celestial because that's his daughter. This is his son. He's going to yeah. do what he can to help little Roy. Yeah. And yeah, he lied. It's a whole scheme. He gave him his car. car. He lied because then, of course, the phone rings.
0: (laughs) Which I was like waiting. (laughs) Yes. I figured he had another line in the house and like took it off the court or something. Mm -hmm. But he's also like making food when Andre comes in and like, he doesn't treat him badly. He's like, no. You you can stay
1: because it's late. And then also too, he says uh, when the phone rings, he's like, yeah, I felt bad about that lie up until you believed it. And he was like, Look around. Do I look like I can't pay my
0: bills? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that so much. <laughs> oh, so good. He also keeps making salmon croquettes, and I'm just like, all right. Like mm-hmm. I got the impression that was about all he knew how to make on his own, maybe.
1: Yep. I like too when Roy's little Rose, like, oh, you cook. He was like, well. After your mom I had a choice of either starve to death or learn. (laughs) He was like, They don't tell you this, but they put a lot of the recipes on the back of the can or the back of the box.
0: (laughs) But add seasoning. Right, 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 right. And then he uses Ritz crackers instead of like panko or like bread. He didn't have it. I was just
1: like (laughs) He made do. Yeah. I liked it. He would be fine on chopped with his basket of ingredients. Oh
0: my god, he would be so great on chops. Mm -hmm.
1: Um so Lil Roy goes to Atlanta. He does, like he finds her at the shop and he's watching her. Yeah, and I was like, "Are you gonna come in?" Because honestly, for a second, yeah. when that last customer comes in, I'm like, "That can't be him, right? She'd recognize him, right?" Yeah, because it's the told same from her line. point of view. Yeah. Yeah, it's not someone else. <laughs> I
0: was like, she, I honestly she thought it was him. a guy that like she'd maybe end up with in the end because it's a guy that has you know a child and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And he gets enough screen time basically that I was like, okay. Is this the guy that you're really going to fall for? Yeah. No, he's just the voice of reason for a moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So... She does see him, but she thinks it's, like, a ghost. Like, it's her, her mind fucking with her. I did not... I texted you about this. I did not enjoy that he let himself into the house. Yeah,
0: so this is the point where he's talking about the signs. Um couldn't get a good vibe on what he felt about her cutting her hair but there was like the the sign of the fact that she's hired someone that looks like a younger her Mm -hmm. the fact that she has not served him with divorce papers is a big like (sighs) that
1: that and the key
0: but then he'd like yeah he talks about these keys that he's always carrying around and everything and decides he wants to go check to see if his key still works and it's like okay and if you decide to do that, check to see if he works, and then like I don't know, go find a hotel, right? Because um, this is visit like your
1: in-laws. Don't go in, like this is not. I mean legally, it's not your house because it ain't in your name. Nope. But like, wh-
0: I don't. But ever they're also wanna- married, so it is his house.
1: He's not gonna get it in the divorce. No God, fucking no, but communal property. Father in law will make Will make sure that banks or whoever makes yeah. sure or a slew of attorneys will make sure that that doesn't happen. But I, as a woman, I never want to come home and find someone I didn't invite in my fucking house. Yes, like that. Even if it's me. your
0: husband, he's been <laughs> gone for five years and you didn't, end on good terms.
1: Right, right. Don't just be in the house, but he was.
0: Yeah, And then, like, to be fair, he does not, like, explore the entire house or, like, you know, anything like that. He's just kind of stayed in the room so that he knew that they didn't, she didn't really use. Right. And I mean, I'm saying, like, to be fair, it's a little less creepy. It's still fucking creepy. Yeah. But it's a little less psycho killer creepy, I guess. Yeah. Then,
1: like, when they're in the kitchen and he's kissing her... I was brought back to a conversation I had with my little brother before he went off to college, which was about consent and enthusiastic consent because yeah, she's not saying no, but she was not kissing him back either or do like indicating that she wanted this. And I was just like, Oh my God, I don't want to, I don't want a rape scene. Right. I cannot. I I can't.
0: She's just in shock. Yeah. That's all it is.
1: And it just, he's taking advantage of that. Yep. Luckily, though, her assistant comes over, which was, like, pre-planned because she did not realize there was going to be an uninvited guest in her house. Yep. And they hang out, and then...
0: I did have a moment where I was like, oh, God, is he going to end up with the assistant? Because, like, the baby... Oh, wow. It was, like, everything that he kind of wanted, and mm-hmm. I was like, um... Please don't go that way. Thanks for weird. No. <laughs> and um, she tells him, um, oh, I can't exactly remember what she says. But basically, it's like, you're done. Don't make this complicated. He does. He says, yeah. end
1: it before they break your heart. They. She said yes. they. Like, she's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, but- she's very clearly aware. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And
1: after she leaves, though, and then they're going to have sex. And she says not in the bedroom, and he still goes there anyway. And then again, with not wanting to use a condom.
0: So the vibe before this is even weird, because it's like, she's not consenting, but she's also like, this is what I'm required to do, kind of? Yes. Like her
1: obligation. Yes. Yes. Because they're still married and also for everything he went through and for what she put him through and I guess what she's gonna put him through when he finds out like she's done if she's, you know, like, no, don't do that.
0: And he's like repeatedly asked her. He's like, I know you've done stuff. Just ask me to forgive you. You didn't get divorce papers. You didn't change locks. Just ask Mm -hmm. me to forgive you and everything will be fine. And she doesn't, of course.
1: No. She says we need protection. He says, "Be my wife." Now, many married couples will still use protection. You fucking I. And also, let's not act like both of you were not just having sex with other people. And you, well, because she doesn't know it, but he knows it because he knows where he was for thirty six fucking hours. Yes, and obviously, he knows about her and Andre. He don't. He does know about her and Andre at this point. What do you be my wife? First of all, your wife, your spouse never has to have sex with you. They're not required nope. to do that. They're also not required to not use protection. I hate him. Yeah. So much.
0: And how does he make it worse? How does he make it just that 1% worse?
1: He tells her that he he, he gets mad. So he go- he's going to go off and hop and he says that he could take it, but he won't.
0: I just... What are you trying to accomplish there, dude? Is it just you're that broken? Like, there's no coming back for saying something like that. You don't get to come back. Right. From and threatening.
1: I don't know if I believe it's because he's broken or because... He was an asshole before. Granted, we did not see him threaten anyone with rape before, but he was an asshole. So I wouldn't have put it past him, I guess, even before all this to pull some shit like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talk about how physically prison has changed him Mm -hmm. and and the implication, you know, that in prison you don't... There's no PC culture, basically. It's, It's just entirely like you say what's on your mind. You're gruff. You're abrupt. And... I think we're supposed to be getting that vibe that like prison made him like this. And also it's probably in some symbolic way, a throwback to the fact that he, you know, was accused of rape and didn't do it. And like, this is rape, but in his mind, it's not, I don't know. I don't know what's trying to be accomplished here, but the good news is he doesn't fucking rape her.
1: I'm sure he's one of those men though, who thinks that marital oh, rape yeah. doesn't exist. It's not a thing.
0: It is a thing. It does exist.
1: I also don't understand. Like he goes to sleep in her like work room. Why the next day she's making him breakfast?
0: Well, he calls Davina and like has this emotional breakdown with her and works out. And that was the point where I realized I was like, okay, he's going to end up with her at the end. Mm. Like it's definitely trying to push towards that way. And that she's going to, quote unquote, trying to fix him or help him find. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it's uh, Celestial from the moment. Roy Actually, from the moment that she decides to let Andre go by his fucking self. It's such a different character from what we were presented. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's that she has relied too heavily on Andre and is unable to stand on her own now. Or the guilt. Yeah. Or combo, Maybe. I mean, like, I I get he has nothing make him breakfast, make breakfast to kind of fluff off the night before. I don't know. He threatened to rape you and you're making him food that you're not putting poison in. I don't understand. (laughs) She also doesn't plan to be there for the day. She's going to work for busy season. It's two days before Christmas. Yeah.
1: But like, he goes into the garage and he's looking through his stuff. That's when he finds that letter from his mom that he got when they were engaged, saying, we've never met her. And then he his tennis racket, and he hits her car with it. And he just keeps hitting her car with it. And she comes out, and she's like, honey, what are you doing? What do you mean, honey? Yes. This motherfucker threatened to rape you, and now he's bashing your car yes. with a fucking tennis racket like he's lost his goddamn mind.
0: I had a hard time trying to decide if this book was just trying to show how broken prison had made him. And Maybe. it would have been more effective if he wasn't an asshole beforehand
1: right however don't i
0: oh no it's not i'm not defending it right but that's i'm just why trying I still to understand even
1: if he wasn't an asshole before i don't understand why she's just standing oh there no yeah taking it essentially
0: yeah he's like bashing it until the, the car fuck? alarm sets off she turns off the alarm so yeah. he does it again He's like, don't treat me like a child. You are acting right. like a child.
1: But I feel like it, he also says something like she knows to keep it quiet and keeps turning. Oh, she knows that that's how it needs to be? Like, okay. But then when he picks up the axe, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. No.
0: And he's looking for his tooth. That Like, that's kind of the whole thing on top of the letter. Right. Like, he's searching through his stuff. It's all the, like... She had donated his clothes to a charity that essentially helps people who are looking for a job dress appropriately, um, essentially helping homeless people find right. jobs and, and giving them clothes, which fantastic organization to donate clothes to, yeah. by the way. Um, and he's looking through his personal effects and basically like none of it matters to him. Nothing's important in this. And there's no sense or rhyme or reason to how these boxes are packed and and all he wants is his tooth that he lost on their first date. And could try asking her where it
1: is. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Which like she has it. it right. there, you know, the scene that she talks about, like that Andre doesn't realize that she has it and everything. And like, yeah, he basically explodes because of this. Right. But like,
1: I don't, I don't like, understand her responses to this situation. The, yeah. the, the rape threat. He's like he's destroying your property and then he picks up an axe like a lot of women get killed by their male partners and now he has a fucking axe in his hand. (laughs) I stop silencing the car alarm. How about that? Stop doing that. Because then he also like she backs away and he's like, oh, are you scared of me? And I was just like, I
0: you have an axe in your hand and you have done damage. mm Yeah. Yeah. I yeah guess.
1: luckily he attacks the tree because it's like a special tree like her and andre love fine
0: and it was like part of the house agreement was that she was not to tear down the tree or do anything to the tree yeah right <laughs> still not in his name but yeah <laughs> forgot about that
1: <laughs> so then the next we get a chapter that's Andre's, and it's him. He's finally made it back. And what he walks up to is box the garage is open. There's boxes everywhere. There's trash, right? Trash is everywhere. Celestial's crying, whatever. And Andre or Roy is uh, just attacking the tree with an axe. He's just like, What is going on? (laughs) Like, that's got to be a scene to come home to. And it's weird because, like, Roy gives him a hug at one point.
0: Yeah, it's like they start all polite and it's kind of like, hey, you're my best man. We're really good friends and everything. You fucking stole my wife.
1: But first I'm going to hug you. But also tell my wife to stop talking and to get in the house. I just wanted her to murder him. Get the axe somehow and plunge it into his face because I'm sick of him. Yeah. Like... I don't care what I did or who I did it with. You're not going to talk to me like that. Or attack my shit, like attack my car and my tree, threaten to rape me. No.
0: Um, Over breakfast, he had, you know, asked, like, hey, let's talk about this. And she just kept being like, I want to wait for Andre. Let's wait for Andre, blah, blah, blah. Which that was the point that I was like, I'm done with these slots. Like, I get all this, but, like, speak your goddamn mind. Right, because, too, when he's
1: attacking the tree, he's like, do you love me? And her answer is, Andre's gonna be home soon. Yeah. What? And, you know... (sighs) So, no, you don't love him, but I don't know that you, I, that maybe you also don't love Andre? (laughs) And you don't want to admit it.
0: It's so messed up.
1: She's so frustrating.
0: So, by this point, Rory's, like, getting the house, you've, like, lost your privilege to have this conversation or something, and it's...
1: He tries to basically say men need to talk and men don't censor themselves.
0: And I was just like,
1: um, I feel like she should be involved because you two are the ones who were married. And yep. at the same time, as soon as she goes in the house, y'all are going to fight.
0: Yep, <laughs> like, I
1: know it. And that's pretty much what
0: happens. And she knew it too because she immediately runs for the window. And yep. oops. Yeah. Oops, it's easy.
1: She threatens to call the cops where... I think it was probably the rape threat and the oh are you scared of me with an axe that made me be like, Yep, call him. Yeah. I know like, exactly what would happen to him in this situation and yep. I don't care because I'm fed up. Yep. And he does too. He wants her to call him call them. Yeah. Andre's the one who says, Don't. After everything, don't that he's been through, you can't call them and I was just like, No fun call. Him. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Done. I'm done done with roy
0: yeah it's roy just having absolute meltdown yeah and unable to cope with anything that's going on and like there's no attempt to help him try to cope with this they're just like i don't know what the intent is it's just i think andre did tell him
1: what the offer the plan was and he was yes. just like what <laughs> like which of course that's how he would respond of course so, anyone to respond. Yeah. Um, she doesn't call the cops, but that neighbor who was outside that whole yep. time, I'm sure that suit called them because the cops come.
0: Yeah. They get and them to like, leave, though. Um, Roy does beat up Andre, but it's a sticking point that, like, Andre doesn't fight back much. Right. Which... And he's on the ground at one point, and, like, Roy could essentially have ended his life there.
1: Right. He, di- he did this because of what his dad told and what Carlos yeah. said. You got to ask so coming, you got to take it. Later, we find out that from Roy's perspective, it felt to him like Andre felt like he wasn't even worth it, yeah, and that just made him even angry. and I was like, "Ooh, I could see that side of things. That's interesting.
0: yeah, um all these goddamn perspectives, right.
1: but after the cops leave, Roy like runs his head into the tree
0: several times
1: several times. So she's going to take care of him. Andre's going to go to his house. He tells her not to let him fall asleep because he could have a fucking concussion.
0: Which part of me was like, are you telling her that so that you have plausible deniability so oh that he can fall asleep and- <laughs> <laughs> But also before this like Roy has this like last moment like his grand gesture of like proclaiming love and then he's like, "What do you have, Andre?" And Andre's like, this is between me and celestial like you're not a part of it and like she knows how i feel and part of me is like yes but also this is a three-person conversation you need to fucking talk about what's going on you don't get to cut out a man like you didn't give him the divorce papers that is a weird fucking signal
1: I mean, if this was if Andre wasn't Andre, and he was like Joe that she met yesterday, well, like last year who Roy doesn't know. Then fine, you don't really need to be in this conversation, Joe. Andre was his best one of like his best friend, his best man. Yeah, yeah all three of you need to have this conversation. So they like stay up talking and she basically decides she's going to stay with him and she tells Andre that this is what she has to do and it's just like why the fuck do you think you owe this asshole your misery? To instead that you have to stay he married to him.
0: So broken, and yes. he is going to. <laughs> but I don't I, I can care. See, I I understand, and like, but I see from her point of view is that he is so broken. If she doesn't, he's going to die. He's either going to kill himself, yeah. get back in jail. He's but this is not, her way to he's like stop caring. Fix him. Yeah. Her guilt is so much, yeah, and yeah, that she
1: can fix him and make him better,
0: yeah, but and then eventually divorce him. mm, And Andre will be raiding white. I just,
1: no, I don't care. He, yes, he's broken, but mm -mm. so she and like how easily she slips into like making him breakfast, calling him honey, and then at this point, like later, like basically she's gonna have sex with him. How easily she slips back into them like, I don't understand it if this person threatened to rape you and then tried to like, at the very least, intimidate you physically with a tennis racket and an axe.
0: She wears lingerie that he bought her that she said looked itchy, which he took to meant looked cheap, even though it was very expensive. And this is the, you know, double lingerie moment. And he decides that he is going to test to see if she still truly loves him, because in his mind... What their love is, is her getting so jealous about every little thing Mm -hmm. and then making up after that. It's that passion and makeup. And so he tells her about Davina. And her response was, I fucking slept with Andre. Like, what do you want from me?
1: Not even I fucking slept with Andre. I had a full blown goddamn, like, at least two year long relationship with him. She says she's not a hypocrite. Yeah. Because. Exactly. Who the fuck? Could be mad at you for that. (laughs) Yeah. But he's, like, hurt by it, whatever. Oh, and then we do also get the conversation where he's like, okay, but why did you tell my mom that my biological dad was with me in prison? And she's like, because it killed her. And he's like, no, that's not what happened. That his mom was suffering. She could, like, hear it with every single breath that Olive took. How much of a struggle that just that one breath was. So... She asked Roy to leave them alone, and she told him that Othaniel, I believe, was his first name, but that Mm -hmm. he was there. And basically, she was like, God's funny. Sending Othaniel to the rescue. And, like, she didn't give up. She just knew she could let go because he had his biological dad in there to help him and watch over him.
0: So I did like that we got that. I did, too. Yeah. I hope that at some point he explains this to Big Roy. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I also... So... Yeah, she doesn't get mad about the about him sleeping with someone else because who in their right mind would? And he then says like he's never forced an, a woman himself on a woman and he's never going to do that, he would never do that to her. And I was just like, "Oh, all of a sudden now you're not going to. Last night you said you could just take it, but okay, yeah. that's not you." Okay. Apparently
0: her not putting up a fight was in the last he finally realized she does not love him. So, yeah,
1: he's not going to force himself. But that's that that her not getting angry about Davina is like the last straw, sort of, that it's yeah. over. And the epilogue is another series of letters, which I kind of liked yeah. that that's how she I ended it. did, too. It.
0: Yeah. It um, was uh, they're at peace with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. He's back in Louisiana.
0: Which honestly is where he belonged.
1: Yeah. With Davina. Um Celestial and Andre are together and they're having a baby, but she says they're not getting married. She's not, doesn't want to. Yeah,
0: it feels like Andre no longer feels like he has to prove that he owns her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that but he's she with her. is
1: also pregnant with his child. So yeah. <laughs> um. Whereas Roy is getting married to Davina, and but is he, not
0: having kids.
1: Right, because she already has a kid, and she doesn't want more. And he says she says something he says that she says something like about like staying like getting like a kid can't fix a relationship. I can't remember yes. exactly how it's phrased but like kid can't having a kid can't save a relationship or you can't just be together for that yes. and I was honestly like, is that what we're doing Andre and yep that's so uh, entirely the vibe I'm getting I don't from. know I don't know I don't know how much she loves him.
0: I don't either. I just can't bring myself to trust that she does. And yeah. that is the end of this insane ride. Yeah.
1: Book drink? Something with a lot of alcohol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I went, this is very Southern. I just want like a good glass of lemonade. Cause Ooh, I, I, I like sweet that tea.
1: too. I like that too. Yeah,
0: I'm not a sweet tea fan. So lemonade is always up my alley. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's shake it off.
1: Yeah. As we were Damn.
0: talking about this book, like, we were just like, we need something light.
1: Yeah. But what's next? Or do you know what you're reading next?
0: Oh, God, I just closed my list. Hang on. What are you reading next?
1: Because well, you have
0: picked your light book. I did because I was like,
1: after the Hunger Games and this I was like, I need I need something light. So I bought this book for Chris a while ago because I thought it seemed funny. He hasn't read it. So do you watch that show Archer on FX?
0: I've watched an episode or two, yeah.
1: Okay, so you know of it. Yes. All right, so this book is called How to Archer, The Ultimate Guide to Espionage and Style and Women and Also Cocktails (laughs) Ever Written by Sterling Archer
0: amazing so this
1: is gonna be he's probably gonna make me mad a couple times especially oh, talking yeah. about women but it's at least gonna be funny like lighthearted. it's not yes. i mean it better fucking be because if it's
0: not <laughs> oh um i have several books i have to read this month but i think what i'm definitely going to read next is jeremy whitley's rainbow bright comic It has been on my list. I actually got an advanced copy of it and totally didn't put in a review up by the deadline. But I love Jeremy Whitley. He writes really great all ages comics. And his Unstoppable Wasp, I think, is one of the best Marvel comics out right now. Um, Nice. So I read the first issue when it came out. And just the way my comic book store is set up, I miss the rest of it. So mm. I'm very excited to see what, what what he had planned. And I think that for the love of God, there's not going to be any torture, rape, or uh, intense. Yeah. Intense.
1: We need lightness. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, because... I mean, I really did like I had this whole speech prepared to talk to you about how we should shift our schedule around to do we've got one other book kind of planned and we should go ahead and move that up. Except for that there was like one episode that we can't move because it is banned book week. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and we I picked like, this book. <laughs> I was like, it's September. Of course, that's gonna be the next fucking book.
1: Yep. We picked us, what, last episode or maybe even the episode before?
0: It, it was basically... It's been picked for a while. Whenever she passed away, we decided we had to do something. Yeah. So we are going to be reading Beloved by Toni Morrison because we just really like angst, apparently. Yep.
1: We just want to be angry and sad
0: and cry and yell all the time. Yes. <laughs> and if you are reading with us, I'm so sorry. I promise we have something light coming up planned soon. And uh, hopefully you will stick around with us for that. Yeah. In the meantime, where can people find you?
1: Still here. Yeah. Still just here.
0: How about you? Uh, you can find me on my blog. Uh, my web The website is meggriffin.com. It's M E G G G R I F F I ncom It's also in the show notes. As for our podcast, you can find us at JBC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also have a Facebook group, A Handbook for Judging Fabulous Retelling Covers. Um, it is, as of the time we're recording this, National, Reading, National Read-A-Book Day for 20 more minutes. <laughs> we are going into banned book week talk. So I feel like we should also add a Band book week. But you know what? Like, it's been such intense and such heavy. Like, I don't want to do that to us. Never mind. <laughs> yeah (laughs) because i know there are some lighter books that have been banned but i don't know we'll discuss all the banned book topics next week yeah um so until then keep supporting your local libraries